to sell some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 40. We old. 40. We're going to hit my age pretty soon. Yeah, we'll get canceled before we get to my age. <laughs> That's probably true. That's okay. Ah, how are you? As always, everybody, it's Scott Johansson, my lovely co-host. I'm Jason Walker. Look, special Also effect. a co-host. Look, I you got 10 to, hands. Yeah, you need to up your uh, frame rate. That's what you need to do. Um, How are you, Scott? Cool. Did you see the ghosts? Well, no, that was all the dead skin flying off your arm. <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> Might have been. You'll you'll swear it's a ghost. And uh, okay, that answers how you are. Uh, we have a lovely guest today. Who do we have, Scott? Lovely guest? Yeah, our lovely guest. I I gone with our lovely co I would say he was a really good guest, but I wouldn't. I don't know if he's <laughs> lovely. I don't know how comfortable he'd be with that. Yeah, we had Jeff Camp. We just finished our interview with Jeff Camp. Everybody. Jeff Camp. We're back to the uh, garage kits, which is awesome, and seeing some amazing paint jobs. So stick around for that, and it, it's a good one. It's a really good one. Uh, a little long, but it's good. So we'll a see. A really good show. Yeah, really good show. Um, before we get into anything else, I which we're going to do our giveaway first, but I want to talk about something I saw before that. I saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. The new Ghostbusters movie. Have you seen that, Scott? No. Okay. Do you want me to start alienating people right off the bat this episode? Oh, okay. Yes, I do. Go ahead, okay. Scott. All right. I want to be alienated. Go ahead. Okay, good. Is everybody ready? The first two Ghostbuster movies were shit. Okay. They are garbage. They are not funny. They are stupid. They are crap. I'd rather sit through Peter Jackson fucking doing a documentary on Mother Teresa than I would sitting through those fucking two original Ghostbuster movies again. Go ahead. How can you say that? I think uh, I just did. Okay. Two I'll give you. Whatever. The first Ghostbusters is a bad movie? Yes. All right. Everybody, you know what to do. Okay. Comment. Hey, as long as we're on the subject, Airplane, um, any film Leslie Nielsen's ever been in. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? Dude, what is happening? Have you even seen the movies? Hey, hey, let's watch our sub numbers go down. Our sub numbers are going to start oh. to Wait, okay. have you have you actually watched and, Ghostbusters or just like? And Bruce Campbell still sucks. Okay, dude, you got. I'm telling you, you're man. Oh God, I can't even take you anymore. Yeah, that would be my I worst nightmare. Okay, yeah. What? Here's Go my ahead. worst nightmare. Okay, Peter Jackson directing a Ghostbusters remake starring Bruce Campbell. All right, we have an email about part of this later on. <laughs> I I can't even. You know what? I don't even want to continue the conversation with you. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Well, go ahead. And, so you watched no, no, it. Cool. I watched it. It's okay. That's what I was going to say. It's not mm. terrible. It's, it's okay. I can't believe you. Like, this is just. 
<laughs> I don't know. I wish that thing would leave an indentation in your ball. I don't know what to say. All right. Anyway, our giveaway. We're going to jump right into the giveaways from last time. We have four kids. Away my Ghostbusters VHS. There you go. Yeah. If you have, do you have that? I'll take it. No. Oh, damn. Um, we have four kits to give away, and we have a special extra bonus that is going to come in as, as a surprise to one of our winners. Um, Virginia Peters sent us a pretty cool gift that I mentioned, I teased last episode. Um, I think a while back I had said, other people, share us what your other hobbies are, talk about it. So Virginia emailed me and said she likes to crochet. So she crocheted us some gifts, Scott. So for one lucky listener viewer, we have. And I have them here in the box. We have a hat and a scarf when we get on camera. But also. There's one for you and one for me. So we have brown, Scott. We have tan. A hat and a scarf. And we have kind of like multicolor gray and brown. Scott, would you like to choose your color? Man. I'll, I'll go with the gray and brown. Gray and brown? Okay, that's yours. I'll yeah. go with the dark brown. So the okay. tan is going, to, is going to be in one of the winners today. It will be in your box. Okay, so, so I have a question. Yes. What if the winner is like lives in Florida or something? They still get it. Okay. All right. And then they could do that's that's how I want to do it. It'll be, you know. Well, that's all right. You know, because it gets down to 45 there. It does and I sometimes hear, and they do, you know. You know, and I, I got to hear Jesse act like he's living on the North Pole when it happens. So there you go. Look at that. That's a nice shovel in the driveway. Hat. You know, I was hoping for footy boots. I kind of feel like. My aunt used to make footy boots. She used okay, to Virginia, crochet footy boots. Get Mick Scott some footy boots. Virginia, his, can you make his, me some footy boots? For his ugly ass feet. And, yeah. And my <laughs> wife would want a pair too. Yeah. Virginia. I feel like you, I'm on Fat Albert. Like, I feel like Mushmouth or something. You, but this is great. I love scarves. I'm always wearing them. And I get and Jamie hates it. She gets mad at me. Especially with my one shemog that looks like a girl scarf. She gets, she hates it. Anyway, Virginia. Shemog? It's the like Islam Muslim kind of head wrap desert thing. Huh. It's got tassels on it. It does look rather feminine, but I like it. All right. Anyway, Virginia, thank you so much for sending thank that you, in. Virginia. That's awesome. That's a lot of work and we really truly appreciate it. Um, it's been cold. Virginia, today. there is a Santa Claus and you are <laughs> Mrs. Santa. I don't know. Look at my new shirt. Okay. Have you seen the remake of Willard? Nope. With Crispin Glover? Okay, again, uh, let's remake a bad movie. Ben is okay. Willard and Ben are awesome. What are you talking about? Oh my god, dude. Anyway, all right, our giveaways. No, I can't a little take bit of trivia anywhere. though. A okay, little bit what? of trivia. Go ahead. Go ahead. And you can find it on YouTube. All right. Version. Originally, I believe Donnie Osmond was supposed to sing Ben. Oh, really? And something happened where he couldn't, or his voice. There's a story about it somewhere. So that's how it ended up being Michael Jackson. I pretty sure. One of those, okay, hold on. This is one of those moments where Jason goes, "Should I tell that story?" 
I was in love with Marie Osmond as a kid. I had a Donnie and Marie record player that you opened this, it up. Is this while you were dressing up with Cindy <laughs> Brady? I think so. It was like one of those little record players that was in a box and you flip it open and Donnie and Marie were on the inside of it. What the hell is wrong with me? Oh my God. Marie still looks My dad must've been terrified at one point. And again, I think I brought it up when Marie passed out on dancing with the stars. I thought she died on live, live television. Yeah. I was like, Oh my yeah. God. Okay. All right. The giveaway. The first thing we're going to give away is which one do you want to give away first? I'll let you pick. Well, what do we have? Um, we have the zombie Holocaust, the trinkets, the hand, and the medallion, and the Necronomicon from Paul Gill and Mark Van Tyne. We have the mummy from Escape Hatch Hobbies, and we have the Frankenstein from Tony Cipriano and Cipriano and Escape Hatch Hobbies. Which one would you want to give away first? What? Don't we have something else? We do, but we're going to do that last. Oh, what do I know? Oh, no. You want to do that now? You want to do the cards? Sure, let's do that now. We have three. We have the cards. Jaeger, um, Jaeger Army cards to give away. Jaeger Army cards, and I want to say we showed them McGrady last time. Uh, for the next yes. Jaeger Army exclusive. McCready. Yep, we got yep. McCready, McCready, I'll whatever. I never here. saw it. I never saw the movie. Anyway, um, okay, but I'm not saying it's crap. I'm just saying I never saw it. Okay, so. Um, I talked to Paul recently and I don't want to give the number because he doesn't maybe want it out there, but I can tell you this had a shit ton of orders for this thing already. Oh, really? Okay. So uh, here's the other thing. We have three cards to give away. We had four people send in for the cards. So there is going to, you will be the unluckiest person on the planet. If you don't get this pulled. And, even pull it and say and who didn't win yeah, that's what so what i'm gonna do is I, I don't know i'll figure something out for that other person ready a model club army card <laughs> you don't want that all right i'm leaving one in the pot no i'm gonna pull one first first army card dan Cherney. dan the man second is phil kupka phil McCracken. And the third is Kurt Krauss. Ugh. The person who did not win, Scotty Mills. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can you left Scotty, the Canadian out? Yeah, those Great. Canadians. Well, He's we couldn't out get honking horn anyway, somewhere. They were barricaded up there, so yeah. we wouldn't, be able, to he wouldn't be able to get it. So, all right, we'll figure something out. But those are our winners for the Jaeger Army card. All right, next giveaway. You're picking, Scott. Uh, let's let's do what do we got? We got the Paul Gill stuff. We do that. Do that. And Mark Van Tyne stuff. Let's do that. Okay. Here we have right on top. Look at that. You are your psychic. All right. Here we go. Someone's got to have brains. Now you cannot win more than one thing if your name is pulled again, except for Dan Journey, because that was for the the card. That's different. Um, you cannot win twice. So if your name, if you said you were in for all of them, you can't win all of them. Jerry P.F. has won the Paul Gill prize pack. Jerry P.F. Power Jerry of the Force. Jerry, has congratulations. Won. Hand. Necronomicon. And medallion from Gilman Studios. Gilman Productions. Paul Gill? 
And Mark Van Tyne, thank you again. Thank you so much. All right, what's next? What's left? Frankenstein and... Oh, my God. I'll just put down for the cup. Frankenstein from Escape Hatch Hobbies. Sculpted by Tony Cipriano. Starlighting Projects. Matthew Lawrence. Matt Lawrence, you have won. Yay! Matt Lawrence, you have won. The Frankenstein. That's still in the box. I'm not going to take it out again. Matt Lawrence didn't send us a picture of his dog. I don't think he did. No. All right. Nope. So that's that. Money Penny Flux. And then the next one is going to be for the Mummy, sculpted by Michael Berglund. Escape Hatch Hobbies. The Mummy. Do the Mummy. Virginia Peters. Virginia Peters. What goes around yes, comes it around. Does. Yes, it does. You have won the mummy. Ba-cha! Congratulations. Congratulations. Virginia. Can we send her back her hat? <laughs> she could, uh, I won't send it to Virginia. I won't send it to Virginia. And finally, the zombie holocaust from Tony Gibson and cast by Paul Gill. Greg Damian. Greg. Oh, that's Greg. local. Greg. He could use the hat. So how are you going to pick the hat and the scarf? Are you going to put know. all the winners in one now? It's going to be pick? a surprise. No. No. I'm just going to randomly put it in one. Actually, I'm going to look at the address and see who has the closest climate. They're going to get it. So it depends. Well, where Greg, Greg's in the lead right now because <laughs> he lives near us. So it depends where Jerry lives. All right, anyone? Thank anyway. Thank you, everyone, for sending that stuff in to give away. We truly do appreciate it. To all the winners, thank you. Now, if you won this time, please don't enter for a couple episodes, so that next time we have a few giveaways, let's give some other people a chance to win. Um, if especially if you won more than once at this point, which I think some of those people have, let's you know give some other people a chance to win some things. We truly appreciate you entering. We appreciate all the people that have supported us, but we want to spread the love out a little bit. So, so I'm thinking if we had a major giveaway, like when we did the witch um, at Christmas yeah. time, we'll definitely open that up for everyone. Yeah, but let's yeah some of these smaller like yeah let's 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 give spread some it other out. Folks spread it out. Again. All right. Okay, moving on. News and reviews. What do we got, Scott? Actually, I'm going first this time. You are going first. From Banshee Studios UK, what do we have? Here's a couple preview photos of their new one-quarter scale bust of Boris Karloff as Edmund Bateman from the 1935 movie The Raven. That's pretty cool. Sculpted by Russell Roby. Uh, we've featured a few of Russ's kits here before. Yeah. The two-part kit bust. The base will come with a signed come with a bust and base and it'll come with a signed and numbered certificate of authenticity photos and prints. I don't remember ever seeing a kit of this. I'm not I sure I have either. Yeah. Actually. So cool. I like that he's reaching out into like more rare stuff. That's good. Looking good. So if you're interested, I know he's over on Facebook. I'll put all that information down in the description. So mm-hmm. excellent. 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 Thanks for sending it in. 
Um, I have in my personal hands. I bought a kit. You have non-personal hands. Well, my own not per in my hands, not in my computer screen. So I actually have this from Paul Gill, Gilman Productions. Hit the button. Ooh, thanks for reminding me. There it is. Paul Gill, Gilman Productions on Facebook. I have the big boss. Holy cow, that is big. It's huge. I did not know. <laughs> Look at that. It's like a freaking Nerf football. I love it. I did not realize it was this big. And you get a nice base to go with it. Um, I think when I saw it, I kind of figured it was baseball size for some reason. And when I it did too. And when, I, when it showed up, I was like, let's put it back. I got a big, giant, fat head. That's huge. Look at that. And I love it. I absolutely love this thing. So if that anyone's nice. on the fence on this, and he's got some really cool, I can't talk about them. There's a couple other from this series and this genre of the movie, like that part. He's got some great ideas coming and some stuff that has never been done before. One specifically that I saw that I can't wait to see. And then I'm trying to talk him into something else. So we'll see what happens. But this thing, I, I love it. And it comes with the little skulls that or the, the preacher heads that go on the base. But that's <laughs> huge. It's awesome. And it. And I hate to say it, but that's a quick paint job. I mean, that's a weekend. It is, it is a weekend. You know. paint job. And that's, I think, what makes it like really. Although I would love to see you do a paint job on that. In the style uh, or the uh, way of which we're going to talk to Mr. Camp. In a I know, while. I know, but I was that thinking, would really look good. I was thinking more super realistic. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do like it's weird. After touching so many 3D printed kits, this feels so nice. <laughs> like, like it feels nice to have a nice piece of resin, regular urethane resin, and an actual sculpted piece. Thing's giant. I know. I know. It's so cool. And this guy's one of my favorite characters from this movie. And I know YouTube looks for words. That's why I'm not saying it. Um, it it's so good. It's such a good piece. If anyone is on the fence with that, I, I definitely big boss. pick it up. So big boss from Paul Gill Productions, Gilman Productions. Um, that's, I think, the next thing we're going to talk about. Also from Paul Gill. Scott, my prayers have been answered. I had hoped to Jesus and baby Jesus and whoever's listening. Wow. That someone would do a Psycho Gorman kit. And Paul has answered the call. This is the movie I tried to get you to watch. We watched the trailer and we were going to do, this brings us back to, we were going to do us watching trailers to a thing called Scott Reacts. And we had this in the King Kong trailer. And YouTube flagged us because I didn't realize we couldn't do that. Which I now have figured out a way I think we can. But... This is one of my favorite movies from last year. If no one has seen Psycho Goreman, go back. I talked about it in an earlier episode. Please watch Psycho Goreman. Paul Gill and I love it. this. This is a Lace Lee piece. I was going to say, this is digital, isn't it? Yeah. So this is a Lace Lee piece. And I, there, I don't want to give it away. They play a, a version of dodgeball in the game and I don't want to ruin more. And that's what's in his hand. This is really <laughs> not, nice. not in the game. In the movie, they play a version of dodgeball. We're going to have lace on too. We're going to have lace on. It's such a good movie. Everybody. 
And I can't wait to get this kit. I already told Paul, I'm like, put me down, like sight unseen. I want it. So Psycho Gorman is coming from Paul Gill and Gilman Productions. So be ready for it. He's a hunky boy. He likes hunky boys. And I spoke to Lace, and he's more than willing to come on. Awesome. uh, You met him at Wonderfest. I met him very briefly at Wonderfest. Yeah. And uh, super nice guy. So yeah, um, that'll be cool. I, I, it'll be cool I'm to get him so on, excited. talk about digital sculpting. Yeah. And um yeah, sorry, I'm bleeding. I picked a scab. Look, I'm bleeding. Okay. Well, I'm bleeding out. Don't you care? What if I was a hemophiliac? Look, I'm bleeding out there. Uh, I laughing point. <laughs> like from Dumb and Dumber. And they point at the guy. See, point, point you're the such guy a sick ground. fuck. Okay. Which Dumb and Dumber, another <laughs> movie that's bad. Um, oh my God. <laughs> you, you, uh, dude, you're gonna have no one, nobody is gonna like you after this episode. Yeah. How can you not? Dumb and Dumber is one of the greatest comedies of all time. What yeah. pretty soon, you're gonna tell me Talladega Nights. No, that no, all these horrible no, Will Ferrell no, movies. No, okay. I will not say that. I will, no, I agree. There's part of Talladega Nights that's funny, but Dumb and Dumber, one part, one dude, part, pretty bird, pretty bird. Dude, they scotch taped a parakeet's head back on and gave it to a blind kid. That's oh great. God. Oh my god, that's great. If I ever saw anybody do that to a blind kid, I'd beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> oh okay. All right. Anyway, Chuck Hamolka. I love getting emails from Chuck Hamolka because he thinks like I do. He does. It's Wait, a stream. Are we of, not finishing news and reviews? We're doing this. This is part of it. He sends me emails that are kits that are coming. It's like stream of consciousness. It's like one little picture. Here's some kids coming out that I saw. So he sent me some stuff from Monsters in Motion that are coming out. And uh, the first one, good, bleed out. I might have hit a jugular. <laughs> your jugular's in your neck, not in your arm. My jugular. Yeah, it's your jugular. It's in your arm. <laughs> jugular. Here's my fucking jugular jag. Well, you're going to have some bloopers in this episode. <laughs> oh my god, the jangular. <laughs> anyway, let me start over. Chuck Hamoka sends us all over the place for crazy. Get out of here with your fucking blood. If you were here, you'd be saying, Could I drink it? No. Oh my god, you're sick, sick man. Can we focus? <laughs> I'm trying to bleed out things. Stop, stop, pick, stop picking scabs while we're recording. Oh man. Oh, this went off the rails quick. So Chuck Amoka, he'll send me an email and it's kind of like a stream of consciousness. Like, here's, I found this. It's cool. I found this. I cool. So once in a while, he'll send me a kit or something he found. And he found a few things for us to see. And he sent in this uh, Mark of the Vampire, Luna Vampire with wings model kit. Uh, He said, here's a really great gothic piece of Luna the Vampire from Mark of the Vampire. She will come uh, expertly cast in solid parts. Along with a basin nameplate, approximately 12 inch tall from base to the tip of the wing. And I think this Monsters in Motion is, a, is where he got that from. I may be totally wrong. He also sent me some other stuff that's coming that he had seen in the Monsters in Motion newsletter. And there are these Scooby Doo pre paint statues. And I think they're great until I saw the price. Yeah, me and too. And I'm going to be honest. Like, I can't do it anymore. And I know they're pre-paints and I know like, like 
but man, they're two hundred and fifty dollars just about two thirty nine or two forty. There are some great characters in here. There's some great. I love Scooby Doo as a kid. There's a really cool Popeye statue coming out, but same thing, so expensive. Whereas yeah, there was I'm a, sure you could find Panther. There's a Pink Panther statue that just came out too. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I'm, I almost ordered it through the comic store, and I get a discount at the comic store that you don't because. Yeah, I do. I'm a subscriber. I get better than subscribers. Thank you very much. Oh, do you now? Oh, I do. Okay. I'll have to bring this up. You know what? Bring it up. And she'll tell you, I was shopping there while you were still watching fucking Ghostbusters in your diaper shit in your pants. Okay. In fourth grade. Whatever. You were still shitting your pants. <laughs> You're right. Cheer up. Another four or five years. You'll be shitting your pants yeah, again. I know. I know. <laughs> but I mean, this Popeye, I really like that Bluto lot um but pop hold on oh the bluto yeah that cafe that popeye there that's cool but i i mean when i could find that printed i'll bet no i don't think i can't do it but for those people that don't have printers who are interested in this stuff check it out monsters in motion they also have a bunch of warner brothers kits statues not kits but statues coming out as well again super expensive and scott i'm sure you have something to say about these um, I, I like most of them. I, I don't like the Sylvester and Tweety one that much. Um, the Marvin, I don't care for the pose. The Daffy Duck, there's a similar pose of just the figure on CG right now and that's that I can I mean, buy. I, I don't know. I could make that base. I, I, I mean, I, and I'm not trying to bash any. No, any, I'm not either. I mean, they're great. Uh, um same with the bugs bunny they're awesome but but there's better options for people that i mean if you have the option to do your own i can't i can't afford you're pricing kind of yourself out of the game they're pricing themselves out of the game um and it's not monsters of motion it's no it's, it's whoever makes right. them right um but they so, are nice yeah, that being nice. said you know they're nice and um there was a time that i might have pulled the trigger on one of these but yeah. um right now no no i yeah i can't so he also sent this was part of that list but i think this is why he sent it but i saw these other ones um is the vampirella kit from x plus uh a a glow version of that is coming out so if you're into the glow and the dark ones that's pretty cool i i really want to pick up this plastic vampirella though i think think i'll send you the photo because we don't have it right now yeah okay but they're doing a second one that they just revealed um i did see that i did see that from, at wonder festival at Wonderfest japan and yeah. i like the post so much better and um i can't wait for that one so that's, yeah. that's cool. i'm I, i'm glad they're making model kits again like i'm that. glad they're doing vinyl kits too yeah, that's cool i actually you got this scooby-doo another scooby-doo thing here what's this so and, and this was again just to do a comparison this is uh this is from our friend well and this has been available for a while now. Okay. And this is just an example of, he used to sell these figures all separate, but I think he only sells them as a set now. I would venture a guess that if you wanted one of the figures separate, he would sell it to you. But uh, again, you know, well, I can print that. And, and this is, you know, do you have the fancy base? No. Do you have the bad guy characters? No. So, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. 
But um, yeah, so this was just an example of. And that's kind of know, what I was talking about. It's the kind of stuff that's out there. And, and what do you do with that? So um, anyway, speaking of our friend, well, got a couple got of new pieces. stuff, more stuff. That's it's a new the well stuff show. Out. It's the well cast. The well winner show. And um, I don't know how we do with the Herculoids thing. I know I'm printing a few of them and I'm shooting myself for it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's been interesting. I can't wait to start printing for myself again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, I, got I also bought today. the Herculoids piece. I also bought Did it. Did you? Okay, yep. cool. Um, and you know what I would like to do? If you buy from Well, and, and it's just, um, if you buy something from Well, I would just be curious if you saw it here, shoot them a message saying, Hey, I saw it on Model Club. We're not going to get anything for it. No, we're, we're going to get anything, but we'd like to know. <laughs> but I'd just like to know. I, I hope we're bringing uh, this guy some business because um, I love this stuff. You know, Mr. Peebles, now you don't know who Mr. Peebles is, do you? I know the name. I don't know what it is. Mr. Peebles was Peebles Pet Shop. And he owned the pet shop that had Magilla Gorilla. So he's done Magilla. Okay, so I remember Magilla. I don't remember. Did the little girl, OG. And now he's done Mr. Peebles. So um, there we go. All right. And also our friend Well has ventured This in, isn't, uh, uh, nope, we can't show this. Yes, you can. Why can't you show it? I'll let you handle this one. Whatever. Okay. You know what? <laughs> if you're offended by a 40-year-old cartoon, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, this is Speedy Gonzalez and Slowpoke. These are from the uh, Warner Brothers stable of characters. And um, I believe this was a commission for someone as well, but has agreed. Uh, I, I don't know what the whole story is on this. But anyway, Speedy and Slowpoke. And um, he's got those. You know, these are on CG Trader as well. And uh, so this will be costing me some more money. <laughs> and again, I, I know that this is touchy because of the woke culture. And I'm not trying to criticize anything or anybody, but it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's, if it's we offended a... you by showing this, we're sorry. <laughs> but. Uh, if you're offended by this after everything else we've said on this stupid show, yeah, yeah you got you got to worry. Okay. You got a problems. Um, and this is, is a sneak peek. Is Snow is Slowpoke a rat and Speedy a, a mouse? I never. Is that... I think they're both mice. Actually. Both mice. Yeah, looks like a rat. Just, All right, uh, go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. So the last is a sneak peek, and this is Scooter from the Kidettes. Now I'm gonna be. A hundred percent honest and tell you I had no idea who this was when he sent it to me. <laughs> I don't know who it is. And um it's uh again, um it's a Hanna Barbera. I did look it up, and it's a Hanna Barbera character. And um it's uh yeah, this is the sneak peek. I'm sure he's gonna have a base. And last but not least is this is also available, and this is uh, Timmy time. Now go ahead and ask, what is I'm Timmy not, time? Uh, 
right? What's Timmy time? Okay. I had to. Timmy time is a British stop motion clay animated children's television series made for the BBC. Um, so is it Wallace and Gromit? Same stuff. Um, I'm looking. It's a good question. Well, this was from 2009. It's a spinoff of Sean the Sheep. Itself a spinoff of Wallace and Gromit. There you go. Film a close shave. So there you go. Okay. This is Timmy time. And this is also available on um, uh, CG Trader. Scott's having a stroke today. It's okay. By well, uh, our friend Well Winner. All right. Excellent. That's all we got for stuff we got, stuff that's new. We're going to move on to the workbench. All right, workbench, Scott. What have you been working on? As I mentioned, I had a lot of people ask me to print this Herculoids kit for them. And like an idiot. What's a well, lot? I said, I said yes. What's a lot? Well, three or four. Okay. I'm not sure yet. That's still a lot. I just want to give an example. Now, the file's too big for the Saturn. Okay. So you're going to have to shrink it down. And Well was nice enough to take the biggest piece and split it into three parts so I could fit it onto the Saturn. And I still only printed it at 75%. So I'm going to put this up here. And this is just the bottom of the rock. Okay. Okay. And all three pieces are printed now. They're downstairs. So hopefully I'll be able to show a complete kit. But to give an idea, too, of the size. So this is Xandor. His head. This is how small the figures are going to be. Okay, because I haven't even opened the file yet to look at them yet. I haven't looked at anything. So that is kind of tiny. So someone expecting a 1-6 scale Xantor, that's not happening. Not with the printer I have. No. Okay. I'll make it 1-6 scale Xandor. I can do that. Yeah. But I can't scale the rest of it to meet up to it. So, um... But yeah, so it's even if I was to print that at 100%, it would still be a small figure. Um, but there's a lot on that piece. And you've probably got the photo. You could put it up here. Yeah, there's a lot that. going on here um, on this piece. And I just printed a big build plate full of stuff. Gloop and Gleep are printed. Um, they come out cool? Like, it, they look good? Yeah. Gloop and Gleep came out really good. Okay. The rest of the hill came out good. Um, all the Xandar parts came out good. The igu head is done. The igu body is done. One igu leg came out. One didn't. One blobbed up. Okay. So I have to reprint one of the so legs. Did he only split that base for you? So like I won't have the split base on my. I am I sure that he would be happy to send uh, some. Yeah, I was just wondering if he if updated not, the file on CG Trader or not. I'll talk to him and uh, see if he wants to add it to the okay. CG Trader or if I can give it to people. Okay. Um, but I'm thinking if you bought the file already, I, I think he'll give it to you. All right. So. I mean, after And if all, you mention Model Club and yeah, Scott, I, say, I mean, he'll probably. Oh, I, I can't mention me in Model Club. You know what? When you get an email from him saying you're his best American friend, maybe... oh boy! All right, <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. I so, know that Scott Johansson guy. Johansson. I also picked up a couple things here. So 
you and my good friend Jamie Sai recommended getting some notice of how these, he uh, said you and my good friend Jamie Sai. I mean he's uh Zuron. Uh yeah. So uh what are they called? Flush cutters? Yeah, sprue okay. cutters or flush sprue cutters. Sprue cutters. Yeah. Okay. And so I got the ones that had this tip. We, this was t- a big discussion via te- via messenger. Okay. Because I asked him which one he got, and he told me twelve seventy five. So hold on, let's yep. see what we got here. Uh, what or twenty one seventy five? So what's that 21, say? It says twenty one seventy five. Okay. All right. So I said, "Look, I got him," and he says, "Oh no." Go, what do you mean? Oh no. <laughs> Because mine don't look like that. Mine it wasn't my fault. Like it wasn't this. Yeah. Okay. The best. Well, here's the problem. Yep. Twenty one seventy five ET. Okay. So, uh, and what we looked at was the 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 cutter part, the metal. It has tw- all it has on there on both of them is twenty one seventy five. So you yep. have to be looking. Those are called the special sprue cutter somethings as well. Yep. So if you're looking for those. I love those things for trying to get into really tiny sprues. They're fantastic for minutes. And I did try to print just to give people an idea how big this this Hercules piece is going to be. Tried to print the base on a filament printer, and as you can see, a filament printer you get lines, you know. And this could be the way I had it oriented and stuff because it really sucks. Because if you see it on the side, how smooth that is, huh? Yeah, it looks good. And the bottom got kind of rough from supports, but who cares? But anyway, there's going to be four, along with all the characters in the Igu kit, there's going to be four of these pieces go together for the base. So this is a lot of kit, even at the scale I'm printing at. Yeah. So it's a lot of work. That's a lot of printing for other people, that piece. Right. Good luck with that. um, Good luck with it. (laughs) As long as I don't bleed out. So um, you don't pick any more skin. Well, and once I have the files done, then it's a little easier because then all I have to do is print them. And, you know, yeah. but then it's just a question of time. So far, I printed like almost 24 hours with three print beds. Yeah. So, and I'm not even close to half done with this kit. So it's going to be about 60 hours of print time. Oh, man. So, yeah. Enjoy. That's a lot. Um, Unless you filament the mountain, you might be able to filament the mountain, and it might be all right. And sand it out. Yeah, good. Anything else for a workbench? I think. Is that kind of where you've been? Yeah, I bought that organizer. Maybe I'll show it next time after I build it, because I didn't get it. But that looked like a cool little desktop organizer you could store brushes in and everything. Yeah, it Um, did. So I'll show that next time I build it. It came right up here in the... Yeah, nice thing. So I have quite a bit of workbench and they're all kind of different things. So first thing I want to start with, and I, we mentioned this at the beginning of the interview with, um, with Jeff camp, wet palette, my exemplar wet palette came in the mail. I'm going to turn on the overhead cam for a second. Uh, you can see down. That's not good. I'm going to turn on the overhead cam. This is the exemplar wet palette finally came in the mail. There's some really cool features as a vacuum seal. Some of the problems I've had with wet palettes in the past are the seal not sealing and the paint drying out. It has this great compartment that came with it. It comes with a like little extra palette that you can set in there. If you want to keep tools in the top, you can. It's from a company called Game Envy, Game Envy Creation. 
um, Game Envy. It's a Game Envy creation. The company is Game Envy. But it has these clasps on the side that help seal it up. And uh, it comes with a copper sticker to put. And I'm kind of mad that I picked this up and moved it. But when I put this paint on here yesterday, it came out like thick. And it ran. It soaked water through that sponge. I just wanted to do a test to see how well it stayed dry uh, over uh, like a couple days just to test it. I'm doing a video on my own channel for that. So I'll link to that when it's done at some point. But I'm really excited. It's a night. It's bigger. It's a step up from the one I was using. And I really like the, uh, the Army Painter one that I had. Some of the other ones are problems. But I really like the Army Painter one. It's a perfect size. I love the sponge. I'm waiting to see how this one does, though. And everyone should have a wet palette. That's number I'm getting one. I'm just listening to you. What? I'm getting one just listening to you. <laughs> You're so uh, next, I've been doing some printing as well. I had a secret print project going on for my friend Jim's birthday, which I finally completed. And I'm going to go back to us. I am going to put up the picture now. It's the Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. And it's from Megs Empanado. He is a uh, Filipino sculptor who's amazing and he does some really good deals on his uh sculptures when they come out if you follow him on his on facebook he'll when he has something coming out he'll say hey i need 20 people and i'll release this and so i did this snake eyes for my friend jim for his birthday and i want to start with uh comes with the wolf this is this is not rescaled this is the size it is so this was a whole bunch of parts i'm going to go back to the overhead cam scott what was the first thing i showed you about this wolf it's schlongadonga it's got the balls baby this is what i was talking about he did not skimp on the sculpture just to be i'm afraid of sculpting a wiener i love that he actually sculpted it to look like a real dog it's fantastic so thank you for staying anatomically correct and having a wiener on this wolf. And, and i'm just hoping that the resin isn't toxic because I've gotten a report that Jason's been caught licking that wiener You're so mean. on this thing. So. so I'm looking at this. How many parts is that base so broken in? I was just going to say the base. Let me go back to the normal camera. So here, the, here it is. And the base was broken into three parts. And All right. it, I scaled this down to 65%. The base would not have fit on the Saturn at all. If I had my Jupiter that's coming. Um, it's, it would have fit. I didn't want to, because I break everything. I left the sword blade over there and I left what the a great gun idea. Arm. Yeah. I left the gun arm over there as well. Cause I didn't want anything to break, but that's, you know, you know, me and my track record, but it was, there's quite a bit of parts here. Everything printed beautifully. I can't like the The legs are printed. Awesome. All the little armor bits are fantastic. The only thing is the fit in the base is a little wonky. And I don't know if that's me. Or, or the way I glued it, but I think for the most part, it I have to sand something on the snow here to get it to fit in. And it, I could maybe just force it, but I don't want to crack anything. But everything turned out. No, you don't want to break it. <laughs> this this cobra cobra head turned out great. Everything turned out great. I'm really impressed with this piece. Meg's empanado. Follow him on Facebook. Uh, tell him thought here. So that's that. I've also I printed this Batman. And this Batman is from, you can find it over on, uh, I think, Trader. On CG Trader. And it's from 3D Collect. It's a $6.30 file, $6 for the file. 
and id print, you load it in. I'm going to go back to overhead cam again. When you load it in, this is the size that it comes out. Okay. Tiny. And I was disappointed. I was like, oh man, if this is what Hold it's it supposed up so to I can see it. If this is what oh, it's wow. if this is what it's supposed to be printed at. Okay. I was like, ugh, okay, whatever. I like miniatures, but I the detail wasn't there. So I was like, let me just experiment and print it as big as I can on print. And 365% is where I could get it to. Killer, killer sculpture. What comic artist would you say? Jim Lee? I would. Jim yeah. Lee Batman? Um, so done in like the blues and the grays. I this is killer. I love this thing. So so scaled up looks a million times better. Can I say something about this piece too? Yeah, go right ahead. Show it to me. Okay. Me go Does everybody see the bat? Does everybody see the bat? The emblem? Okay. So it's now, I'm there. I'm going to bring it back to the overhead cam so they can see it. So it's there. Okay. And it's raised a little, but it's not raised a shit ton. And it's barely off the sculpture. You digital sculptors, stop raising the Superman logo. I, I, it's not even the logos. Every time now I see people with tattoos on their stuff, they're raised off the skin. I saw somebody, it's a great Darth Maul. And they did all of the tattoos raised off the skin. It makes no sense. Carve them in. Yeah, it's easier to paint that way, but come on, it's not going to look right. This is one of those that I really liked. They did a great job on the, on the emblem. It's not too far off. It fits like it should. It's a, you know, a little higher maybe, but it's not like some of the other stuff. Can I ask, did you look when you printed that? And I don't want to give away trade secrets here. How much resin was that? Uh, when you sliced it, did it tell you? Yeah, it did, but I don't remember. It was okay. like $7. Okay, so for less than $20, Look at that bust you got. I know. Okay. <laughs> and, and so it's anyway. All right. What else you got? All right. My last thing. It was an Insta buy. This Medusa comes in one, I think 90 millimeter or 70, 70, a smaller version. And this bigger one tenth scale one. And it's edited out here on, because on CG trader, this is a pinup style Medusa. And I love this thing. Instantly fell in love with it. As soon as I saw it, I'm in a, this is how big it is. This is what it prints at. Let me show Scott from. This is about the size. So if you see. Okay. Okay. It's about that big. I don't have the head on there, um, but it's great. I don't want to get in trouble for boobs. So I'm not trying to cover them up. And then. Um... And then the snakes, the greatest. Man, what is up with the camera today? Well, I'm looking at just the tail on her. And it's like, can you imagine casting that in a resin? I know. Okay, look at this. Okay, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. The fangs, you can't see it, but you'll be able to see it later. The fangs and the tongue printed on the snake. Okay, they can see it there. I don't know, Scott, you won't be able to, but I'll show you later. It's insane, the amount of detail. But this is a great little pinup piece. I am going to do my best. I'm going to try and print that like one six scale and see what I can do with it. Because I love it small, but I want to see if I can get that thing pretty big. Love it small. That's what she said. I love it small. Scott, I have one last thing. I haven't told you. It's been a surprise. 
Surprise! Surprise! It, has been, it is a surprise. I am. I am. I almost slipped up yesterday and told you. It'd be great if he went over in the chair right now. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh my God. I got another FDM printer. <laughs> okay, and you didn't get a bigger one. You just nope, got. I got the one. same one because the coupon went live again, and I had Jamie get me the coupon on her phone, and we were going up that way. I'm like, oh, let's just get an. I'll just get another printer. So for hundred bucks, how'd, you, how'd she get notification of the? Coupon? So I got the notification, or no? I oh, saw I someone did. post it on the on the uh, on Facebook saying that okay. the coupons were out again, and they provided the link. So then I gave the link to her. She printed. She got the coupon through her phone number. And then I took her to the store with me and had him use her phone. So I got another FDM printer. All right. We have an interview with Jeff Camp. Enjoy the interview. We'll talk to you afterwards. All right, everybody. We are back with Jeff Camp. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. Hey, Thanks. guys. How are you? It, well, I think we're okay. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> Surviving this okay? winter. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm always okay. Yes. So we're all I'm Chicago right. people. Right. Fantas- well, sort of Chicago, suburb Chicago people at this point. Yeah. Did you ever live in the city, Jeff? No, no. no I'm a never? suburban boy. Yeah. Scott, did you ever live in Chicago? No. No, oh, I actually what? ventured into Northwest Indiana for six and a half years. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. And then came back. <laughs> well, I'd like to say I'm sorry too, but when I'm paying in taxes these days. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. Okay, true. my first my first question, and this is only self-serving. I'm having a giant argument <laughs> with my <laughs> my girlfriend's family. And it's about Chicago talk and the way I say things. If I were to say, hey, come stay by my house, what does that mean? Come stay by your house? Yeah. Like if I'm saying, hey, you're coming into town, why don't you stay by my house? Stay with you. Right? Yes. Okay. They think, (laughs) ha ha, Jamie! So they they think when I say that, I said, hey, you guys can stay by our house. They think I mean stay somewhere near the house, not at my house. So because you have like, thing. it's like a stalking zone, something <laughs> yeah. out there that can't be within a certain yeah, a walker camp. The campgrounds are in the backyard. Like, no. I, and so it's been a big thing. We were in Vegas <laughs> and I, I pulled over like every waiter to be like, hey, if I had said stay by my house, what does right. that mean? Every waiter agreed with them. Because they were from Philadelphia, they were from Vegas, right. from all over the place. But anyway, okay, good. I got that on tape, and that's all I needed. So, I mean, is it or is it the RV pulling up and it's uh, you know, yes. hey, Clark, it's full, yes. right? Yeah, Clark, it's full. Yeah, hey, Clark, full, Jason. Yeah, <laughs> that that might work too. So, Jeff, hey. how are you lately? You good? Everything good? I'm Payton's good. good. Yeah, yeah, I've been just kind of you know housebound with this weather, you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, but you don't get to paint, so that's good. My first question. Okay. How do you make time to paint? Oh my God. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, is it hard for you? It we is. We know it's hard for you know? Scott because he never paints. Yeah. <laughs> like, never. <laughs> yeah, I, I do most of my painting probably on Saturdays, usually, you know, okay. you know, during the day and stuff. And a little bit at, try to at night, but it's hard. And by the time I get up here, it's like 8, 8 30, 9 o'clock. And I'm like, do I really want to start something or, you know, which, you know, sometimes I'll just paint for a half hour or whatever. And what I love is I've been using a, um, a wet palette. You guys been using the wet yes. palette? So I'm on my I fourth love, one. I'm on my fourth I one. I love my wet palette because okay. I have my painting. I don't have to keep like every night, new paint, new paint. 
it's like it stays just perfect. And I so love we didn't it. we didn't plan this at all, everybody, at all. Oh, so <laughs> my my wet palette dried up. Here's my really? stack. Here's my wet palette. There you Here's, go. So this was the first one I had, the Mastersons, right? Uh-huh. And I kind of didn't like it, and I have, I explained why. Then I got this one. Did you right? get this on the Kickstarter, the Redgrass one? No, but it is it is that one. But it no, a, I bought so, it directly from them on their website. Okay, so this was one of the very first. I think it was like the first production yeah. line, and I have problems with the seal on it. Like it doesn't seal oh. correct. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna try another one. So then I got the Army Painter one, which I really really like. It's wet, dripping water. I just filled it, but Uh-oh. then it just came in the mail, and I just started doing a little review video on mine, and it's the Exemplar Wet Palette. Oh. That has, and it's from a company called Game Envy. It has this cool, like, compartment on top. And what I like about it, and this, it has actual, like, clips all the way around. Right. To, like, make that seal. And there's a little vacuum seal, like, tab. Oh, wow. And so I'm in the process of putting it through the works. But, Jeff, tell everyone to get a wet palette. Yes. Get a wet palette, man. I love the wet palette. Especially if you, I mean, if you don't paint every day. You paint like every third day or whatever. It's awesome because it's like having to like remix those colors. You know, it's just man. It's especially um, I've started using uh, Liquitex uh, gouache. Mm-hmm. Here we go, spokes, ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's like a, it's acrylic, but it's a gouache, so it, you could put it on and it almost goes like totally opaque, opaque and flat. There's no sheen to it. That's okay. what I love them. That's why I've been using like on all these these pieces I've been doing in, in grayscale and that. And when I do the grayscale, I use these two, white That's and it. black. That's nice. all I'm using. I'm gonna have to give those a try. Uh, I mean, and, people are talking about the Liquitex inks a lot lately too. Which I'm yeah, I've been hearing about those too. But um, anyway, Gosh. yeah. But yeah, they work great on the wet palette, and they dry really fast. And so when I was using just a regular plate or a, a, a plastic palette. They would dry up after mm-hmm. I mixed the color. Half of it was dry already. I'm like, man, this. So then I got the the wet palette, and they stayed in. It stayed nice and wet, moist, um, <laughs> in there. <laughs> it is Some a game changer. Like, it, right? it is a total game changer. Yeah, we should say moist yeah. over and over for those people. But a total game changer. If if anyone does not have a wet palette, go get mm-hmm. one from any company. It's going to change. And like you said, you don't end up with this kind of thing. Right. You have to clean out things dry, and it's. And they're not that expensive. You no, can get one. No. I think I end up. I end up actually. I liked it so much. I bought a few of them for my buddies. Uh huh. And they were like twenty bucks a piece for like yeah. the little starter one and that you know with one like five sheets of paper and the you know the sponge thing you know and just like give it a try you know it's the just best. like I love it so it's the best it, it really is yeah. the best especially I want to be a buddy how I'm much airbrushing do you need somebody's buddy <laughs> I'll get you one Scott uh, sure you would. how much airbrushing versus paint brushing do you do like late oh my god i probably do 90 percent hand brush and 10 percent. you know what it's just another brush yeah it's just another brush and it's like whatever brush does a particular thing and you need it for that you use it for that yeah so it's like yeah i know some people they think they get the airbrush and they got to paint the whole model with the airbrush and it's like well, no. I mean, you wouldn't fix your car with just a hammer, right? I mean, you, you got to have. He would. Tools. You shut he up. Would. You shut up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I yeah, only like ten percent, and I only use it when I need to. You know, it's yeah. just like. But when I need it, oh, it's awesome to use. 
just okay. it's like that perfect like it would be like if you were a, a baker and you had a special like thing you used for doing the frosting on the cake right mm -hmm. that's it you know that it does a perfect job but i, I don't use it for everything the bakers are using airbrushes oh now. yeah yeah totally all the time yeah no. Yeah. Do you want to give a shout out to your airbrush company who you who you use? Oh yeah, I do. Uh, you know, uh, I do a class at uh, Wonderfest, and it's sponsored by Badger Airbrush cool. and uh, George Stevenson with uh, Blackheart. And, yeah, we'll uh, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I use uh, I use a lot of the, the Badger products, and I love their um, their primer, their Stynal Res. That's good primer. That primer's awesome. Yeah, it is really good. Okay, I wanted to when I, we I talked to you at Wonderfest last year, and I really mm -hmm. wanted to have you on. I'm sorry it took this long. That's um, okay. And I, I want to really get into trying to shift everyone's how they paint and how they how they tackle a paint job. And I and you what you've been doing lately, I think, perfectly captures that. And your history in in the hobby of how you started out painting and where you are now, I think, is a perfect example for people to see kind of what I'm mm -hmm. talking about. Um, when was your first Wonderfest? Because I think this kind of leads us into that. How did you find okay. out about Garage Kits? How did you end up at Wonderfest? And how did you kind of get to where you I found about, now? let's see, Garage Kits. I, um, well, I'm in graphic design, and I was working for a design firm um, here in the Burbs of Chicago. And I wanted to be an illustrator so bad when I started out in, in my career. And at that point, the computer was kind of kicking in and taking over. And... Mm. So traditional artists were starting to lose their gig and whether they were airbrushing or painting my hand, it was all starting to go digital. Um, so I ended up having like drawers and drawers full of like paint and airbrush and stuff. And I wasn't using it anymore. And I, I was, one day I was talking with one of the uh, illustrators at, at work and he was saying, he was saying, Hey, I'm going to this model um, convention this weekend. You want to go? And I'm like, model, like model what? He goes, well, like, you know, models of like, you know, small scale, you know, of cars and, you know, figures and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, I guess, whatever. So I go, I go there, we walk in, and this was one, the, one of the kit builders show at, uh, okay. here in the Burbs at Hillside. Yep. And they used to have them twice a year. And um, I walked in and I'm like, what the hell is this? I didn't have any idea, <laughs> right? And no, I'd never seen it before. Hold on. Was this an early kit builders or a late kit builders show? It was probably in the middle. It was okay. right in the middle. Right. Yeah, it was because before it was like resin heads, something. It was resin heads initially, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When it was actually kit builders ran by Burbage, that's when it was. That's when I went. Okay. That's all. But anyway, I walk in and I see all this, these figures of these like characters that I know. And I'm like, what? what is this? And he tells my buddy says, well, they're made out of resin. Yeah. You, you got to clean up the scene lines and you, you put them together and you paint them. And I'm like, with what? And he goes, with acrylic, with oils, with whatever you want. I'm like, so I'm like all that paint and those airbrushes I have in drawers. He goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> interesting. So I bought like an arms <laughs> full worth of stuff. And I went home and I'm like, I did a couple pieces and I'm like, I, I loved it. You know, I was like, this is cool. You know? Um, Do you remember what one of those kits was that you bought? One of your first ones? Um, yeah, it was a, um, God, one of the I'm, I've always been a pinup fan, you know, and it was uh, actually I got it right here. I think about it. Oh, there's the, the treasure. Look at all. A little dusty, but this was one of the what Atler? Is that how you pronounce it? The, yeah, uh, I think Atler or yeah. Atler. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and then I, 
that was my first kit and I totally, I kit bashed it. I cut her arms. I added the top. I sculpted with magic sculpt, the skirt and all that. So that was my very <laughs> first awesome. kit that I did. Yeah. So you dove like, right in. You didn't, you didn't waste any time. Let's just, no, you know, like whenever I do something, I always like aim really high. So if I come a little short, it's actually cool. Right. That's, I've always done that. But, um, it's but, good yeah, to see kind that of you like, still have it and you have, cause I have all my old ones too. I'm not, I don't, like there's ones where I'm like, oh, should I repaint it? It would look so much better, but I want to see, yeah, like my 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 yeah. progress too. Are you the same way? Yes, yeah, and I have like certain ones that I did articles for. You know, I still yeah. have I have almost all of my pieces that I did articles for. Um, I had like my first piece that I I did a a paint master for for sideshow was like the Wolverine in the in the background. You can see him, yeah. but uh, um, yeah, just like every every piece has some kind of something behind it that i you know yeah i kind of kept it but so okay resonance. otherwise a lot of stuff i do is commission and it goes out the door you know yeah. so it's like get keep the pictures but you know piece moves on so you were a little later to the game than a lot of us um, yeah I, so i went to a few of the uh a few years at kit builders and then i found out about this show in louisville and i'm like didn't know anything about it or whatever so i ended up going down in 2000 was my first year down there okay and then, um, you know, met a few people and came back. And that was, I just kept coming back every year. And then um, 2003 was the year that I did uh, my first grayscale piece. And that was the, uh, that Bride of Frankenstein that Mark Van Tyne did for, I think it was Jayco at the time. I did it and I brought it and I entered it in a contest. And I had a few people come up to me and they're like, you painted it in black and white. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're like, no one paints in black and white. I'm like, <laughs> why? I go, the movie's in black and white. Why wouldn't you paint it in black and white? Well, how are you painting it in color? Where are you getting your reference? Right? I'm like, I'm like, I see it. I always like, I've always been an artist that when I see something, I try to copy it or emulate it or take it and evolve it and take parts of it. You know, like taking reference, mm-hmm. you know, being in a, wanting to be an illustrator. I had like an extensive reference, like catalog of, cut up magazines and stuff back before the computer, man, right. you had to like go through reference and yeah. you know find it in books and stuff. But so I've always liked to kind of like use reference because when I always felt that using reference always made it look more real and believable versus trying to fake it. When you fake it, it always looks faked. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm a very proponent of, of, of using reference. And I know some artists think it's, it's cheating and I'm like cheating. Why would it, why would it be cheating? You know, it's not right. like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at stuff for reference and using it to kind of understand the lighting and the, you know, the shadow and how it's interacting and that. And that's kind of like what, how I fell in love with uh, Basil Gogos' stuff um, with his different color direction lighting. And that's kind of like why it kind of evolved me into where I'm at now in that I love like light source it's like I'm always looking to add a light source to something because I'm like, it just adds so much more interest to it. Yes. You know, first it was for me, it was the color light sources. Then I'm like, okay, let's back that off of that now. And let's just look at natural, like what, you know, positive light sources, whether it's a torch or a light or the moon or whatever. I always try to like play on that the shadow and the light. It's just, you know, I got tired of just painting stuff, just all the same color and, and just shading it the same overall and just you know 
some some guys will do a little bit of shading on side and that, but I'm like going in and darkening up the whole side of the face kind of stuff. It's like it's it's right. very interesting, you know, when it, it starts to come to life because it just it adds it has more life to it. It I that's the best way I think to describe it is what you just said. It has more life to it. When mm-hmm. you start just I think everyone and I, I I fall into that category too. You like you just said. You get tired of just painting the same flesh tone over and over and over where it's right. your, your, your deep areas are a darker tone of flesh. Your lighter, your, your high points are your, like that mm-hmm. style that everyone kind of just does. And if people, like you said, just take a step back and really look at a picture or an image or a piece of reference of how that light is actually hitting that person or that subject matter or that creature right. and try and match that. It, mm-hmm. it Once people, once that switch goes off in your head, you can't really go. It's hard for me to go and look at just a regular shaded, like my old work, right. a regular garage kit. When you see it done right, and a lot of the miniature guys, that's where I started seeing it the most. Is yeah. they were looking at the OSL, the object source lighting. Is I'm like, oh my god, why aren't more garage kit guys doing this? And then mm-hmm. when we get to, when we see towards the end of yours, you did it, and I was like, oh my god, he got it. He got. He started to do the right lighting source that I think more people need to look at. And that's our challenge. I want to challenge everybody. When you're painting, right. start looking at the light. Don't look at just your standard high points, low points, midpoints. Look at the light. Um, so I want to go back to this bride. Yeah. This was okay. 03. Right. If I remember correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it is. Not win Janice's Best Classic Monster Award at that time. Yep. That was my gold my, and- for, for Wonderfest, my first gold. My only gold, actually. You're nice. Um, I might put up the picture I have of you and Donnie holding the award. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I, I got, yeah, the award for, you know, the best classic monster of the year and got that cool plaque. I got it hanging around the wall. I love that thing. It's just beautiful. And I remember um, I was probably one of those guys that came up to you and said, black and white, so cool. And I had thought about doing it, you know, but of course yeah. I don't mean anything. So, so many of my ideas are like, I watch right. other people do, I don't want to say steal because yeah. you know, put it out there. Hey, paint black and white. But it was like, I was like, yeah, I want to do a black and white at some point. That would be cool. And then I see it done and it's like, yes, it looks really cool. So I remember it's shot, man. It's vividly. It's not uh, as hard as people think. So, um, yeah. No, so I, you're a one golder. That was it. That was it. And you know what was even icing on the cake for, for that, too, was that that was the year that Ray Harryhausen was there as a guest. Oh, awesome. And he presented me with that award. (laughs) I got to go up and he gave it to me. I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, I'm the same. I got that one gold. And I was like, I'm done. I'm out. (laughs) I don't ever do this. Well, then, well, because then, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, hey, you want to write for a magazine? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you want to judge the contest? Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then you're in the I I think I entered for five years and that was, then I was, that was it. And then I was on to judging and writing. So it was like, yeah. And then you, know, you get sucked in lived. and then you don't get to go to dinner and then it's not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed judging. Cause I was like, if I couldn't enter, at least I could still be part of it and I could do judging and, you know, and be still part of the whole thing that's going on. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's hard for, you know, when you're all of a sudden you can't enter anymore. It's just like, not that you're, I'm like, a, a trophy hound or anything because i'm not it's just 
I just like to show off my work, which was it's nice that they actually put those tables up yeah. that I can go and I can put some stuff up to kind of show off that. Because otherwise, I'm just painting it and putting it on a shelf. And it's like you see the pictures, but no one really sees the the right. up close and sees the paint strokes and sees what all went into it. Right. So I like that they allow that at least. This will be another one of my sidetracks <laughs> I always do when we do these interviews. <laughs> Do you want to talk about judging? What do you look for to help people out at Wonderfest? Like we were going to do a show like that, but we could kind of do a mini version of it now. Any yeah, tips, um, any tips for people entering the contest at Wonderfest? Yes. Lots of tips. Well, the basics, I mean, of course, you know, scene lines and the glue showing and gaps and stuff that's rickety and stuff like that. I mean, that's stuff that's just basics that you should, that's one-on-one modeling and that shouldn't, you're not getting gold if any of that shows up, honestly. You're not. Um, you know, when I was judging, we would look at pieces. Um, and what I like to is we judged in pairs. So there mm-hmm. was, you know, you had two people looking at it together. A lot of times I did it with John Allred. And uh, his knowledge of a lot of the kits, because he's painted so many of them, was really helpful because yeah, he can, like, helpful. we would look at a piece and then I would go, hey, John, how hard was this one to build? And you'd be like, oh my God, this thing is horrible. I'm like, okay, that's good to know. (laughs) Cause then you kind of, you know, see what went into it and stuff and how much work they had to do. So, and then whenever we did, we disagreed on something, we'd pull over another guy and say, Hey, we're kind of, what do you think before we give our opinion and see what they say? And they're like, okay, cool. I'm good with that. It was always like, if we were teetering between a gold and a silver or, you know, something It was like, but anyway, how you didn't give John a couple of quick ones to the ribs and say my way or the highway. Buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, cause you know, he wins one. I win one. You know, goes. <laughs> when you are teetering between a gold and a silver, what in your mind, what, like what pushes something into a gold category? You know, when you, model? when you walk into that contest room and you, um, you walk up to a table and you just see something just it instantly sucks you in. That's one thing right there. That's yeah. like, you know, instantly as you're walking up on something going, oh, this thing looks really nice from here. I hope it still looks as good as I get close up because wow. And then it draws you in and it's like, wow. Okay. You, I mean, come on, all the golds throughout the years, everyone knew exactly which one was mm-hmm. the gold. Mm-hmm. And it was not just because it had a great paint job on it, but it was also, I always, I'm, I'm a big, you know, uh, a believer in uh, composition and how it's put together and how it's painted and, you know, lit. And there's so many different things that can go into that piece. Um, the, you know, the focal point, you know, where are you, as you're an artist, it's the same thing as like the masters did back in the day, painting oil paintings and stuff. They always wanted to direct your eye to a certain spot in that painting mm-hmm. for some reason. Right. It was like to the hero it was like, whether it was a sword or a spear pointing or, arrow sticking in something it was always something that kind of generated your eye to that point you do the same thing with a model kit you can t- you could do it with a bust i've been doing it i'm forcing your eye to a point that's the focal point and yeah. a lot of times on a bust it's the eyes or maybe it's something that you don't see something around the side maybe the guy got bit in the arm by a zombie or something you never yeah. know but um the challenge with doing it on a model is you're trying to do multiple focal points because it could be viewed at different angles too. So, but there's all different ways of directing the eye, whether it's with color, um, shadow and light. And it's just, you know, but that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to 
get you only have like a split second from when someone walks up and looks at something whether they stay and look or they walk move to the next one and if you draw them in and next thing you know they're kind of like wow and they're hovering and they're looking around and going and they're looking at their focal point and they're they're moving over and seeing if they still see the focal point if there's another one and i like to do like multiple focal points on a lot of my stuff because you know you don't know what angle people are looking at it from that's one bad thing about the contest room is the way it's set up the lighting number one and you can't see the back of things a lot of times right so I, I think for me, one thing that I think could help people is if you did have, depending on the size of your piece, if you have one mm-hmm. of those, those automated turntables that kind of spin your piece, maybe there's a way you pause it so it's not constantly spinning, but just yeah. to be able for a judge to be able to kind of get around and see the whole thing, especially if you are building a piece where composition is a big thing and you want people to see, I think of like mm-hmm. Robert Trock's giant dioramas, like you couldn't if you can't see from one angle he has so much stuff going on right you want to see what he's doing in this corner and that corner and like Mm kind of all over the place maybe he's the guy that needs focal point training emphasis training but uh yeah well that's the thing that's the thing too is how you paint it if you even if you have everything in focus so it's like if you have like the distant focus and as you go out everything kind of like is less is less detail Mm mm-hmm that's what you do when you paint because you yeah. can't do less focus like in a photo, but you can do less detail and less color and more sat, you know, more yep. muted as you go. So, you know, color and lighting and shadow, that's the main three that's, things for you know developing your tip. focal point. That's a great tip, actually. Um, let's go on. This this uh Frankenstein's monster. Uh how'd you end up going from the black and white to this? And you're like, oh man, all right, this is my next thing. Burkle's piece, Andy Burkle's. Sorry. Um, yeah, it, it, he did this piece and he showed it on a clubhouse and I contacted and it was kind of rough. And I contacted him and I said, dude, I want one of those. And he goes, well, it's more, it's not a painted, it's not a painter piece. It's, he said it's more of a bronze piece because it was kind of rough in parts and that, but it wasn't that rough, but, but it was. Yeah, I don't think it was either. I, I think it was. Right, exactly. But he considered it rough. And he says, yeah, you're probably just going to want a bronze or whatever. So I get the piece and I'm like looking at it going, God, I want to do something different from this. And then I was flipping through the internet and I came across, you know, some of Basil's stuff. And I was like, damn, that would be kind of cool to kind of paint that on yeah. that. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, cause it's kind of, cause it was a little rough around here, like what he considered. And I'm like, well, if I put a paint job like that on, it would hide a lot of the roughness. And, and that's, you know, what's very basic on that first one I did. Um, and I like, and then when I took the big thing for me was when I took pictures of it. And when you take pictures of it, they flatten back out. It's weird. It's like looking at 2D reference, painting a 3D piece, taking a picture of it, and then looking at it, the picture, it's like, I don't get it, but it looks flat. It looks like it's just weird. It's like a totally like just between my two monitors that I have going. When I had it, when you first emailed me the picture, it takes up the whole screen. Okay. Uh-huh. And I could see every little brush stroke and everywhere you put paint on this screen where I have it, it's down almost thumbnail size. So I can see, oh. and it looks like a regular, like smoothed out, like you said, right. paint job. It's amazing right. how it works like that and how it tricks your hey, brain. Am I mistaken when you, when you entered, I, cause this was in the contest, wasn't it? Or, yes. Didn't you have a background with this too to kind of match a print that was? Yeah, it was. I have the print. I know I have the print because it had Karloff in the background and then it had the monster. Right. And 
And I remember when I saw this again, I was just blown away. I was like, look at this. I mean, when you're, even when you're looking at it, you're, it looks like it's two dimensional, right? Okay. You know, and you walk around and it looks like it's kind of two dimensional from here and here. It was just, yeah, it was amazing. I remember just being totally blown away by that. And just going, Thank you. Yeah. It was like, you know, for me as an artist, I always try to want to do something that makes people think when they look at my piece and go, and I want them to think, how the hell do you do that? You know, that's what I like is when people, yeah. especially like artists that I really like admire and stuff and look at some of my stuff and go, damn, I'm like, it's funny because I'll talk with John already about some stuff that I'm working on. And I said, I got this idea. I'm going to do this and this. And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And then I do it and I show it to him and he goes, holy shit. He goes, when you told me, I was like, yeah, this would be interesting. And then I show him <laughs> and I did it. And he's like, God damn it, you did it. What the hell? <laughs> No faith. So no faith. To me, that's like huge, right? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> the Superman, when the going for the comic style, right, is just as interesting. Uh, and what made when you were like, okay, I got to do this for the magazine. What made you go that route? Well, geez, um, uh, Terry Webb hit me up. He's like, dude, I need to do a styrene kit for, you know, for the styrene issue. And I'm like, oh god, are you serious? I went on styrene since high school. And I'm like, old Terry, he never disappoints, does he? Right. And that, and that in high school, that for me, it was planes and trucks and cars. I didn't right. do, I didn't do any of the old Aurora figures and all that because I hated, I hated that they didn't look like the box art. I mean, it, I could not get past that as a kid. It's like it, because the cars, you buy a monogram car and you pull out that, you know, 67, you know, Chevy. You pull that out, it looks, I can make this look just like the box art. Yeah. Totally. Right. Yep. But, you know, the figures, you pull them out and go, well, that ain't going to happen. It doesn't <laughs> even look like it. It's not even the same pose. Especially the wolf man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that was always frustrating me. So I never even ventured with those back in the day. But when Terry hit me up with the, the Superman thing, and I was like, oh, man, I, I don't know. And he goes, he goes, man. And I told him how, you know, it never looks like the box art. He goes, oh, this one looks just like the box art. I'm like, seriously? And he goes, yeah, they copied it, like, very closely. I'm like, oh. And then I had a customer that was a Superman nut, and he was like, he wanted me to paint the piece for him. I'm like, hmm, two birds with one stone. So I said to Terry, I go, I'll do the article, but I'm going to make it look just like the box art. And he was like, go for it. So I'm like, okay. So then I presented the idea to my my client and he was like oh that sounds awesome go for it i'm like okay cool and that's what i did and i did the article so when you're doing that because i've had is it hard to make your brain go don't shade don't shade don't shade (laughs) go go flat red go flat blue and then put those thick black lines in there is it hard to kind of trick your brain to go back the other way you know you know what i what i do is i um i take the reference and it's at a certain angle and it's no other angle other than that. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you, you don't see anything else. So you got to put in your head that, yeah, I'm going to be faking the rest of it because I only know this angle. So I have to like study. And I think that's kind of like kind of started my brain looking at things and how they're lit and the shadow and the light and the highlight and the shadow, you know, and because I'd have to like keep, keep it going around the figure with only what I knew from how the illustrator had drawn uh-huh. it in that one, that one angle. 
So then what I do is I lock in on that angle and I paint the piece to match it, right? And then I come around and I'm like, okay, now what would happen with the light and the shadow and the color as it goes around? And then that's what I would do. I would, I would fake it in myself trying to figure out how the light would react from different things. And then I could actually add another light source all the way around because that wouldn't affect the front. Right. That's I'm staring at this thing still. And I remember seeing it in person, <laughs> obviously seeing the thing and just like, hey, I, what the fuck? You know, I, I guess kind of <laughs> like John reacted, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, and it was like, yeah, I throw all my shit in the garbage because it's like, <laughs> in the so, box, uh, in the garbage, in the box, sealed, yeah. <laughs> in the sealed garbage box. But, do you have uh, a? Yeah, I, no. Let's talk about that for one second. Do you do you have a large kit collection of unbuilt stuff, Jeff? I do, just yeah. like everyone else, okay. you know, because right. y'all get in this hobby as painters to start. Really, most of us. Well, and what's that supposed to mean? No, <laughs> <laughs> I just well, some guys are like, no, I wouldn't say I'm strictly a painter, but I prefer painting. But I don't, I don't mind altering something, kit bashing it a little bit. You know, I like to make stuff my own. Um, so I like to like change the head angles and stuff like, like that, um, that Frankie where he's looking around the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, as soon as I saw that piece, I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to do something different with that. And then when I got it and I had it set up and I was looking at where they had the head position and I didn't, I'm like, well, why is this? He's like this. And he's looking this way. I'm like, it's kind of stoic and kind of looking. And I'm like, so then I just started playing with the head and I kind of like turning it around. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, what would happen, you know, if I had him like kind of peering around the wall, you know, like he's yeah, it's like, what's that noise? You know, because mm-hmm. he's like this big kid, right? So so that's I'm like, so I turned the head and I, I didn't like the arm, how the arm was like straight, because for me again composition. So I wanted the arm coming back up and the light and everything coming back up and around. So the hand fit perfectly on there when I rebuilt the shoulder and then I just turned the head and redid the neck and the collar. And, you know, it's like so cool sometimes what you can do by just making a slight change by turning the head or changing eye position or whatever, you know, and just kind of changes the dynamic of it. Two things with that. Can you just hold that up and spin it to the back so people can see the like the non glam, the non beauty shot part of that? So like turn it around all like the back. So we see the back of it. Like, oh, it keeps spinning. See the back. I don't do a lot on. It's right. kind of, and the, that's the okay. Light's not there. <laughs> that's okay. There's no light there. Right. And what's, and that, what's yeah. cool about that is, so as you were holding it up, people that didn't know would probably say, well, look at the light shining on it. But as you spin it and you yeah. do see the back, there. yes, there's light on it, but it's dark. So this is right. for everyone watching. This is paint. This is, yeah, obviously there's light. He, he's lit, but, yeah, it's that angle right there. That's paint. That's not. So it's 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 setting a scene. Is yeah. what, I, what I'm doing, you know, and it, it's a bust. I'm setting a scene with a bust with one arm. Uh, so speaking of customizing, Indiana Jones, what'd you do to this? What do you do? I to sculpted that. that. You sculpted that. I'm moron. just kidding. Uh, so people know it. <laughs> oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. That, you know, I I did a few sculptures in that. I actually enjoyed it very much, but uh, I enjoy painting more. And sculpting, it just it takes forever 
for, you know, be doing it, not doing it all the time. So it just takes forever. And then I just love the challenge of like trying to like capture likeness and bring it to life. You know, I think I did. Okay. I, I did a few, a handful Looks of pieces, good. but I, I was really proud of the indie, how he came out. How many, why don't I scale. have one of those? Do why don't I have one of those? Oh. Did anyone buy it? Do you still have it? Oh yeah. I, I sold about 60 of those. Nice. Wow. I want to pull those molds out. Damn it. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't have the molds. So damn it. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, why do you uh, big Indiana Jones fan? Was that like or are you just like I want to do well so no yeah, I'm totally beginning. Yeah, yeah big Indiana fan. For me as a fan, okay. Every I don't want to say every Indiana Jones kid I've seen. So many of them don't have the hat on. Mm-hmm. Or don't have the leather jacket. And to me, that's Indiana Jones. The, totally. The hat yeah. and the leather jacket, like the Horizon kit. You know, um, I think he had the hat, but not the jacket. He had the shirt. How do you have Indy without the yeah, without the jacket? Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's like, it, it's just not, mm-hmm. you know, to me, it, it's classic. And I've always said this. If someone would do a really good 1-6 scale Indiana Jones kit, it's one of the things I used to suggest to Tucky. Um, right. Do an Indiana Jones, man. Have Jeff do an Indiana Jones. And, uh, you know, John was older and, you know, it was like he wanted to always do classic stuff. But I was like, no, but this is. Uh, it's great. Yeah. Someone recently told me they had this from you or they showed me a picture of it. Who sculpted that? And they're like, Jeff Camp sculpted that. And then it came back to me. I was like, oh, yeah. Now <laughs> I remember. And it's like, why didn't I buy that? You know? <laughs> Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. You find one, let me know. I'll buy it. <laughs> uh, the, the, bride, the bride and the monster here. Why don't you talk about these? I had the honor of painting these for Greg Nicotero's collection. And uh, that was pretty stoked on that. He's been um, getting a lot of stuff out of Wonderfest lately from people painting. Well, you know what? Yeah. It's great to see him at the show. You yeah. know, he, he came out last, I think. Having him come out to Wonderfest last year, I think, is what kind of, I think it kind of sounded the trumpet for a lot of people going, well, if he's going to be there, I got to get, I got to be there, you know, yep. kind of thing. I think he really helped bring some people that might, that might have been on the fence, yeah. you know, so, um, but, uh, but it was cool. I, I brought a few pieces. I had them on display. I had the, uh, the creature um, that the bus that I painted in, uh, uh, I actually painted that in fluorescent colors. Uh, um, Jason, I know you were talking about you know, yeah. someone painted one in fluorescent uh, you know, on your last episode. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. on that. <laughs> the trick so was. Have you, have you hit it with a UV light to see what it does? Oh, yeah. Does oh, it yeah, look really cool? Glows. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I don't know if I ever saw. Okay. If you yeah. got pictures of it with a UV light on it, send it. I'd love to see it. You know, you know what the challenge is? Is making it look good in regular light and work yeah. in black light because when it gets in black light the the yellow and the green like look very very close they're very similar but okay. when it's not when it's not in black light they're obviously they're a little further apart right mm-hmm. so you got to kind of compensate for that um oh, but I uh that. i love that yeah i use like regular <laughs> paint you know it's nice because the uh the squash they have a line of fluorescent colors too so okay. i was able to eat those Dude, which is nice because they're flat they're nice and flat and they're that can go very opaque just so, when i thought i had enough paint God. yeah i know <laughs> um yeah i have a here. shit ton of paint too <laughs> I, 
But, I'm looking uh, at these bride monster photos, and first of all, for those watching, those are kits. Those aren't uh, those aren't paintings. Those are kits. Right. But every angle looks different. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's I, I, that was the challenge of, too. It's like the first time I ever did like two at once that were going to be just possibly displayed together. So then it was like thinking about, well, shoot, how do I light this thing so it works for both? You know, and then I'm thinking. How is he going to display him? Is it going to be like in a movie where he's on, you know, her left side or, you know, what is going to put it on her? I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) you know, thinking about the lighting and I'm like, I knew how I wanted to do her, but then it was like, how do I make that light work on him when he's like on the other side of her, you know? So it was like compensating for that. And then on top of that, here, I'm doing this, a piece for someone that I admire so much, another artist. And it's just like to add that pressure on me, you know, it's just like, Oh my God, it's gotta be, it's gotta be extra good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, it was fun. You know, it was a, uh, it was definitely a challenge, you know, getting it to work. What and did he say I when he saw him? What did he, was he, was he, he loved them. You know, wow, it's like, cool. yeah, he loved them. He's like, he thought they were magnificent, which I thought was awesome. So now I want to know though, is how is he going to display them? <laughs> So I'm going to be hounding him. He's going to be a guest at Wonderfest uh, this year. Okay. And uh, I think I'm going to hound him until I find out how he hasn't displayed. And hopefully yeah, he doesn't tell me picture. they're in a box. So, because <laughs> I had to ship him to Atlanta where he was, because he's been working on, you know, the finishing up the walking dead. Mm-hmm. So he had me ship him there. So, you know, to his house there. So um not sure when he's moving back to the West coast or not, Yeah, but, or not. Maybe I'll stay right. that way. Yeah. I'd stay where he is. I wouldn't go back to California. Yeah. If he could, yeah. 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 Um, what, talk about that pressure, though. It, like, do you do a lot of commission work still? Like, are you are kind of tailed not off? As much as I, not as much as I used to. Um, I kind of got to the point where I just wanted to paint stuff the way I wanted to paint it. And, you know, it's like, I think I got, I got a little burnt out doing paint master work where it was kind of like paint by committee. And it was like, kind of felt paint by numberish a little bit at points where it was here, this brick's got to be this color and this, this has got to be this color. And it's just like, it kind of took the fun out of it. Um, you are know, you still doing a lot of work for sideshow? Or are you no, done? No, I'm not doing anything. Okay. I'm not doing any paint master work at the moment. Okay. I'm just painting stuff that I enjoy painting and you no. Know, yeah. Um, that's what was kind of cool that, you know, when Greg wanted me to paint those two pieces for him. So I was like, you know, that, that was cool. It's something to be said is that you, if you just paint something and someone's like, Hey, can I buy that? <laughs> it's a big, it's a yeah. lot, but you know, that way you at least right. did your own vision. You did your own thing. I hate it. Like you'll, that's why like, if I, and I don't really do a lot of client work anymore at all. I have one guy, mm-hmm. but like before when I was doing a lot of that and they'd want to want to see pictures halfway through and you're like, Oh crap. Right. They're not going to like something. They're going to tell me to change it. Right. This, you know, I like just here, if you want this great, but yeah. Well, for me too, doing those like pieces for Greg, you know, I was like, so like halfway through it, he contacted me and he's just like, so how's it going? And I'm like, <laughs> going good on this far in this. And I'm like, oh shoot, he's checking up on me. Right. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm this far in this guy and I'm this far in her. And, and I'm like, I could send you photos if you like, or we could keep it as a surprise thing, you know, at the end. And he was <laughs> just like, let's do it at the end. And I'm like, thank God, because it's like, especially that process and painting it like that. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like ass halfway through. Right. Right. You no, know, it doesn't. It's like, I would be like, uh, no, I want my money back, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> right? kind of like, it when doesn't I, look, no, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. 
So with my students, I always do like there's a oil pastel project, an abstract portrait that I do with oil pastels. And the ki- kids get frustrated halfway through because it doesn't look good until yep. it's done. Because if you're not layering your colors right. it, until you're finished, it's like, oh, OK, it's done. It looks great. But they'll be like, right. oh, this looks terrible. And they'll like throw the paint. I'm like, no, it's not done. Keep going. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's that's good to hear that you have the same. Thing. I always I always compare every project to riding the roller coaster at the amusement park. And it's that first incline you're going you're going up the hill. That's you trying to like get motivated and get the piece no start working on the piece and start painting. And then you're you're going up and you're like you're having doubts as you go because it's just like, oh, so I keep because you keep wanting to bail on it. And you're like, I don't know if I like this, but like I'll go a little further. But it's like you got to keep going. You're going up that hill. And then as soon as you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm really digging this now. Yeah. That's when you're like at the top, you're just hitting that top of that first hill on that, that roller coaster. And you're like looking down and you're going as, as you're working. And then all of a sudden you're, whoa. And it's like, <laughs> you can't work fast enough because you're loving how it's looking and you just want to keep going. Yeah. And you, the next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and you're going, I got to get up in three hours. Great. <laughs> so it's like, I've been there. It's like on many projects like that. And it's just like, but once you hit that peak and start coming down, it's like, it's like pure adrenaline. And it's just like, that's why you do it. And it's yep. just like, you got to remember that at the beginning of the next one, because you want to get back to that same spot again. Right. And yep. That's how I, and that's, that's it. like, like, that's what sucks. Like I've been working on this stupid model forever is I'll have that. And then something happens and I have to stop painting for a couple of weeks. Oh. And then it's to be like, Oh, I have to get back in and I have to start. And it's hard for me to pick it back up once I stop. And I like, I got to keep going on that roller coaster. Right. See, that's my problem. Yeah. You just never start. <laughs> you oh, never get in. I'm afraid to get on the roller coaster. You're, you're in line forever. <laughs> I'm in line. Yeah. I get an e-ticket. Someone right? keeps line jumping in front of you. <laughs> uh, this Nosferatu you painted. This is beautiful as well. How, what, how did you go through choosing colors for this? What did you... What was well, your process? You know, a, lot of, a lot of the monsters, you know, like either it's it's the moon or it's a torch light is usually what you bring into it, right? And so for him, I just kind of wanted to have like a, a a nice bright side, like oh, it's like you know, in the more mm-hmm. in the light. And the other side is just totally like in the dark blue and just you know the way the lights hitting it and it just again, you know, trying to suck you into because it's a bust. So yeah. you don't have arms, you don't have anything else. You got to try to suck someone in to a certain point on it. So, you know, is it the mouth? Is it the eyes? Is it the eyes in a position that make you go, Oh, what's going on? You know, it's like, <laughs> right. It's, it's all yeah. about how, you know, making you think. Right. And I'm staring at this thing going, it could be anything. It could be the eyes. It could be the nose, you know, cause the yeah. nose is one of the brighter spots, but then you notice the eyes and, and I just, for me, looking at this, and I remember when you posted this as well, I was like totally blown away because it's just, it looks like I'm looking at a painting. It still does. Um, but, you know, you start, okay, here, you know, the light pulls you here, but then I start to see the lines and the detail and the lines, and it's just like, look at that, that's awesome. You know, <laughs> and it, it's, so it's the whole thing. For me, it's the whole thing, but wherever I'm drawn first, then I kind of expand out and, and, you know, the wrinkles in the forehead, uh, the cheek line, you know, everything is just, 
well that's you know, that's the idea the like I said. Is, a, yep. is a total different right like whatever you'd call it, texture or, or technique than you have anywhere else on that face you know so it's just yeah i don't know it, it's it's amazing i love it thanks scott appreciate that yeah it was one of my favorites for sure <laughs> one is, of mine too yeah right? i really liked that album he came out and the bride the bride by herself looks like an album cover I, I know that like sounds crazy cover. doesn't it yeah. look like an album cover though i mean it's, it's like it does like a duran duran album cover or something yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous i and i think I, the hardest part for me just looking at this and knowing how your brain might have worked through this was the hardest part the dress because of the way like it's so square right there like yeah. how you're going to handle that with in terms of okay this is great but when i look at it from this side how is it going to work how did you handle that compose because the face of course is the most important thing but eventually everyone's going to look and say oh how is this put together um right well trying to figure out again that lighting and how it's interacting with the face and then what would it do to you know her gown or you know whatever she's wearing and, and try to like capture that same lighting so it made make sure that it didn't because the thing is is that if it's off anyone who's not doesn't have artistic eye or anything when you look at something you just go that doesn't look right yeah you're right anyone could see that and so it's like so it's trying to get around that and making sure it looks plausible you know, like it looks natural so that when someone you know anyone looks at it that's not the thing that stands out to them um that's like a very important thing so again reference instead of trying to fake stuff yeah, no, but uh it's a, it's but yeah it's just like trying to make sure it like fits the mood but doesn't take over and be more important than the face or your focal point too it's just you know trying to complement it and direct the eye you know where you want it to go you know from from that area that's just it's gorgeous um and this and then is we the go kit. back to black and white go back to yeah, black back to black yes this is the piece this is the one i want this is my challenge to people I want everyone to paint like this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but this is Which the one? perfect example. Is that Saul's? That, Saul's? that Dracula? What's that? The one that Saul was putting out? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, and I believe I turned the, I ended up turning the head a little bit because it was just kind of like looking straight forward. And mm -hmm. I kind of just turned them just a little like just this. The, that little turn gives it a more regal, like yeah. regal look to it. And I, I right. think that's a great. It's like you felt too static, just like, just yeah. looking straight and then like just just turning the head just slightly not a lot just just a little bit so this is when i try to explain it to people this is a picture i'm going to show people and be like this is what i'm talking about painting with light or painting with light as the most important thing so if people i'm going to put both pictures up here your first bride and then this yeah. dracula so you can see them next to each other <laughs> To right? see how far you've come. And even for you, like, I mean, you, do you still have both of those pieces? Like, oh, yeah. Are they, you own these? Yeah. So you can look at them next to each other. That's the, the starting point that where your, your brain started going, oh, okay, black and white, black and white, to where mm -hmm. it is now. And to see those two things, just when you sent them to me, I'm like, oh, my God, the difference. And a lot of people, when they try, and I said this earlier, is when you try to, when people are like, okay, I'm going to do a black and white kit. They just paint it like normal, but use gray and black and mm -hmm. white. And they do their... They're normal, right. typical shading and don't think about where the light's hitting it. So walk us through this and how you chose. And you said, how many colors did you use to paint this? Which, which just two, right? Two colors. Yeah. Two colors. Was it Mars, Mars black and 
think titanium white. And I think and, just knowing that people are like, what? Like you only well, the, the, two? Well, the thing is um, with black and white, there's different variations of black and white. There's different, there's cool, neutral, and warm. And you don't want to have warm and cool on the same piece because it'll, it'll, it's not natural. It won't look right. Um, you can go warm and neutral and neutral and cool. And you want to stay in that zone and not go, you know, if you have more of a blue cast, that's your cool. But if it has a little bit of a sapia, a little brown hue to it, mm-hmm. that's warm. And that's you want to do that for maybe Western or or just you can do anything and and you know the warms I prefer the cool and neutral um, because they kind of look more like the movies in that color that silver screen kind of look it wasn't yeah. didn't have a brown hue to it so so that's like the a really important thing is make sure you stay in the same zone if you will of of the black and white and then. Um, I used to use like different brands for a medium gray and this for this. And, and that's because a lot of times the base colors I would use, they would look great on their own, but when you mix them, they, the more you put one into the other, they would kind of go warm or cool on me and didn't match. You know, Mm -hmm. I would try to find some different brands with a good array of colors. Um, but then when I started using these, I'm like, oh my God, these look great. And even when I kind of mix them and stuff, they still kind of stayed in that neutral zone for me, which, you know, is took the battle out of having to worry about whether the color was going too blue or too, you know, too brown. So um, do you work dark to light, light to dark when you do this? Um, Wait, let me stop for one second. What do you, what color do you, and we'll go to Scott. What do you prime with when you do this black and white? I pretty much prime most of the stuff I do with gray with gray, the medium okay. gray. And then go to what Scott just asked. That's what I was wondering. Um, a lot of the, um, like the, the Frankie looking around the wall and all that, I just prime that black. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the go-go stuff, I, I start off with a black primer and build up the color until it gets brighter and brighter and brighter, you know, and it's just, it comes to life. Okay. Um, uh, man, like this mummy that I've been working on. This is you know, the I, sneak peek. Yeah. Oh, the one we. Oh yes, we we, yeah, we did show that. I think last week. Yeah, we did show. Yeah, that so. Episode. But um, I primed his gown, and everything white, and I did his face with black, and then went in and just kind of just lightened him up. Could you push that a little closer? <laughs> yeah, Carol Stream. Just bring it to our house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we no, need a better shot. Bring not. it over. <laughs> yeah, I need to take some decent. I even just haven't had time, but I'm gonna. Oh, it's you know, gorgeous. Do some decent pictures well, here like, soon. Just looking at oh, this a great piece. It, it by the way, like, isn't that a great piece? Oh, it's an awesome piece. Yeah, I was like, as soon as they posted, I'm like, oh my god, the likeness is just it was perfect. And I'm and, like, and oh my you've god, never seen that done. That Karloff from that part of the movie, right? That too. That too. Okay. It was something new. It was something yes. new from Universal for me. That you know, it's like I've printed the, the Frankenstein monster is my favorite monster, and I don't. God, I forgot how many I've painted. You know, of Frankenstein monster. It's like so when something new comes along, I'm like, well, that's something new from old, but it's new, right? So I'm like, yeah, and it looked just like him. I'm like, man, you know, Jeff Yeager nailed that one. He did. Um, he really so, did. And then, you know, you know, talking about your you know, lighting and that and, and, and grayscale and stuff, it's looking at the old movie stills that Universal would put out 
and they're always like brightly lit from below or from above or mm-hmm. and all these extreme shading and shadows and stuff and i always love those photos so it's like i use a lot of that as reference too you know and just kind of looking at that and how that looks and you know and, and try to make it look like that that character you know through you know what i'm seeing in those movie stills do you actually use light too to shine on it when you? I do. Talking? No, I've got like maybe turn all the lights off and then I've got desk lamps that I might like put on an angle on it and just have it on my desk and kind of study it and take some pictures with my phone, you know, and just kind of mess around with the light. And, and I even bought some these little LED, uh, you know, lights that you can, you know, they, and they can change colors and stuff. Oh, that's awesome! I can like. Yeah, I could put these around stuff and just get an idea of how the color is going to interact and just get, you know, just get an idea, you know. Cool. Very, but, that's uh, a great tip, actually. Yeah. Uh, we've already talked about it, but the other Frank that you turn the head and the arm, here's a great picture of it uh, for instead of just looking uh, in the camera. But, man, killed it here, too. Both of these. Thank you. Yeah, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like this. is probably one of my favorites I've ever done. Yeah, just, I- uh just kind of came to life for me, it's especially like when I turn the head and then I'm like, God, he looks so sad looking around that wall. Like what's that? You know, I'm like now what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do I do now? Shit. <laughs> Jason creeps around the neighborhood in his yeah. house, in his neighborhood. Shh, be quiet. You be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. I really hope people see this stuff and are inspired to like, step out of the usual just you know your typical flesh colors and and try something new i know it gets expensive i know it's hard to go oh i want to try something weird but it's only paint though it's true you can strip it it's paint and i guarantee you're not going to put enough paint on there that you're going to have to strip it right you just get it with a coat of primer or you know what when you get to that point like we were talking about the roller coaster you know ride yeah you might get to a point you're halfway through and going and you, you you bailed too soon if you yeah. kept going, it might have turned into your best piece. I've had that happen where I've like, I told, totally want to throw the thing across the room. I was so <laughs> frustrated with it. And I ended up, I, it was a client's piece. I didn't even have it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and that was a hush hush one. I couldn't even show it. Yeah. It sucked. That, that was even frustrating too. I couldn't show it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was so frustrated with that. And I had to do it because it was for a commission. And I was like, I wanted to bail so bad. And I would have bailed if it was my own. I would have bailed. And I didn't because I couldn't. And it ended up being like one of my favorite pieces. And it's like, God, it's like, you know, but just goes to show, you know, yeah. just keep at it. And then you don't like it. It's just paint. Just keep painting on it. Mm-hmm. You know? That's great advice. <laughs> well, I mean, that's great advice. It really And is. this monster, um, what I like about it too is, you know, people are used to seeing your stuff, you know, where it's kind of got the real contrasting colors. And while you have that here, it's still all in kind of like an orange brown, right? You know, some yellow. You know, there's yeah, there's still a lot of colors, but it's a different. It's kind of a different style of all the colors, you know. And it, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's just more vibrant style, but it's yeah. yeah. You know, I I don't know if I'm explaining myself well, but it, it's it's different. It's the same, but it's different. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a limited palette for that, I think is what you're saying is mm-hmm. you chose just warm colors instead of kind of going through all of them. So. Are these Lord of the Rings okay. kits yeah. as boring to paint as the movies? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I really like the style of these pieces. They were done by a guy in China 
Um, and he did a series of different, like that were kind of that same kind of feel to them. And what I like about them, they're half scale, but I love the artsy kind of feel to them because there's no back on them. Oh, that's and it's great. Just kind of like that's cool. It just kind yeah. of ends, and then just like I don't, I hate painting the back of stuff. So I'm like, oh, perfect. <laughs> I don't have a back. The back. I got to paint it black, make sure it's nice and clean. But it's like concentrating on the face, and then I thought the likeness was just incredible. It's incredible. It like Scott, do you even know what character that is? <laughs> is that Gandalf? Is that no, white is not, that is not Gandalf. That Who is, is Sar- that is Saruman. Oh, Saruman. Saruman, whatever. That's Christopher no. Lee. Um, I I knew it was Christopher Lee. Yeah. There's Gandalf. There's Gandalf. There's Gandalf. So those are great. Um, and same thing. Okay. You you nailed the the look with light on those. Even though it's colored light, it's just you're the light source, and it still looks like right. I wanted him to have like you know he had that. I don't know the name of it. I'm not that big of a Lord of the Rings geek like you are there, Jason. But <laughs> that <laughs> staff, or not the staff, but the glowing. Oh, his little, his power. little, yes. Okay. Yeah. So the, that was kind of like the red on the side. That's the Palantir, the thing that he sees that he looks in. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was kind of like yeah. that. So. And as no, soon as I saw this piece, I'm like, I know I'm going to paint that, you know, cause I just, you know, saw the movie. I'm like, Oh, that, that <laughs> red light, that would be yeah. perfect. You know? So that's, yeah, so that's great. Thank um, you. Gandalf is, so it's more what I would call traditional colors. You know, especially on the right side of his face, or I'm looking at the right side, his left. Um, you know, where it's definitely kind of more of a flesh tone, but then it goes yeah. into color. And then yet the the work on the beard is amazing. I, I'm looking at this going, wow, that's yeah. just it's beautiful. Yeah, that that's just amazing. Yeah, these are fun, especially when the likenesses were so great. And I said, like I said, just the overall kind of feel of them. I just I don't know. I like the size too. It's like perfect. How long? Would you say it would take you to paint that start to finish? Oh, geez. It, a lot of prep work goes into it because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So a lot of times that takes longer than actually painting it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll take some pictures of it and get some different angles and try to figure out the lighting. And then sometimes I'll play around with the, those pictures I take in Photoshop and just try to like, yeah, what if I did this or I did that? And it's almost like I kind of like uh, kind of summarize it as like, like the old masters always used to do like a test paint paint job. They do like mm-hmm. a sketch, but in, in, in the medium, they would do it like smaller and like, and figure yeah. out their, their lighting and stuff on that. I kind of do that with Photoshop, you know, it's just the same kind of thing. And it just kind of gives me a roadmap of a, a, a idea of direction I want to go. And it's just a sketch, the color sketch that I do. And then I use that and build upon that and actually go, way beyond that when i actually do the piece like if you were going to do an oil painting mm. yeah the the layer and, and, and the time the time it takes uh you know it depends you know i i can mainly paint in a weekend a little bit here and there at night so it might take me a month two months it depends you know um it, it depends on more than one going. I mean. i'm sorry more than one going at once or are you no over? you know what? i i tend to try to do one piece at a time i don't know it, it I like to focus on something and just kind of take it from start to finish. And, uh, you know, um, which was always a challenge too back doing paint master stuff. Cause back in the day you had to do two at a time and they had to be identical. And it was like, you paint one, you get to a point and you're like, when you look over at the other one, it's not even started yet and go, Oh God, I got to do this all over again. Ah, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, and then you do that and you take it further and then you're like back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, oh, 
nothing like when you're like working on your own personal piece and I get to a point and I'm like, Oh God, I got to do this. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't <laughs> just keep going. Right. <laughs> that would be tough for me. I don't. Yeah. yeah. This Leia here. I mean, this is a great example too. If you were to paint this normal without thinking about the light, it's a mm -hmm. plain white dress and right. skin and hair. And, Very simple. and this just, it adds so much more by just throwing that red light on there, that pink mm -hmm. into there. It just, it makes it all pop. And if, I, again, I just really want people to try some of this stuff and just, again, like you said, it's just paint. If it doesn't right. turn out, yep. try it again. Then go back to your old way. Give it a shot. Yeah. It's just. It, <laughs> and that, that kind of when I saw that piece and I saw how she was holding the gun and I started thinking about that opening sequence in the first movie where she's, you know, she's given the message to R2-D2 and she's like bent over and in that area and there's like this red light. And there I found, and then I found some movie stills from it. I'm like, oh my God, that red light's perfect. And then like, I kind of built the scene around that. Yeah. And then, you know, you know I, I altered her a little bit too. I kind of, I cocked her head because I felt like her head was like straight up like this. And I'm like, no, it's gotta be like this. It's just, <laughs> just nothing but attitude. Right, right, exactly. And just that slight turn, it, it conveys that perfectly. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought too. So. And, and these monsters, the Wolfman, Dracula, and Frankenstein. Who has these? Are they, who are these for? Um, are these for, I have uh, those. Command? I have two of them here. Okay. I I had done a series like in a row. I think I did those guys in a row, and I had them set up on my on my table in my studio here. And I have a southern exposure. I had this big window, and it was like I came walking in in the morning, and the window was open, and the light was coming through, and it was hitting them all three of them. And I'm like, wow! So I kind of pushed them together. And I'm like, and I just took a picture quick one and that's what yeah. that was oh cool and it's yeah i was like <laughs> man the boys because the, the, the light was just lighting them just that's normal lighting i didn't put up any umbrellas or light or anything mm -hmm. i just opened the window and took a picture so <laughs> i gorgeous simply thanks gorgeous. yeah I, I had fun with those definitely and the gary oldman this is again it looks like Ah, I wish I could. Ex Maybe I'll try and do it on the in the computer, or like I'm looking at the thumbnail where it looks like almost like a photograph of him. But when I was mm -hmm. looking at the big one, you could see the brush strokes and where you put those paint marks, and it's just, it's like I can't. I, ugh, I want to drool over it. It's so good. It's so <laughs> Thanks. good. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that one again. That was one I I knew instantly. How I was gonna paint it because he's holding the lantern. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna bring that scene to life. You know? Yeah. Uh, people <laughs> try and that beautiful beautiful sculpt too yes. it's just like the likenesses on a lot of this stuff like the last couple of years have been like just incredible it's just like i mean that leia that likeness mm -hmm. like i don't i think that's like the best leia likeness i've seen even that gandalf know? those gandalf and the yeah. gandalf and saruman yeah. they're dead on perfect yeah it's crazy what people can do these days and, and i'm wondering like especially in the the Leia and the Gandalf and then this piece, um, those three in particular. I'm wondering if this style of painting doesn't bring that detail out just a little more than a traditional paint job, um, you know? Because I'm looking at this, and you know, I, I guess my question to you would be, you know, I'm looking at the wrinkles on the forehead, mm -hmm. and were those sculpted in? Were those painted on? You know, I mean, is it a combination right. of the two? Some of them are painted where some of them are sculpted. I mean, I, I don't know by looking at it. I'd have to have well, the piece in my hand. That's where 
as a painter, sometimes you can actually dial likeness in, um, or you could totally kill it. Um, <laughs> it's all about like it's about where you put the shadow and the highlight and stuff. If you put a highlight where there shouldn't be a highlight, or it's not following ridges that are normally there with that character with the lines in the forehead, and you know, all of a sudden you've got lines in the forehead, it's like, wait a minute, that character you don't see those lines, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's sure. like. It's that. So it's like, and it's like dialing that in because if you do it wrong, you'll make it so it doesn't look like the person. So, um, like I said, a lot of time I use a lot of reference. I look at, you know, what it looked like visually, what everyone knows it to look like and try to paint it to look like that so that, you know, it carries over. But the likenesses I, you know, lately have been top notch, you know, so it's been fun um, just bringing them to life. So let me ask you a quick question. And Jason maybe can answer this too. You know, you started this, you know, where you, you initially started with the basil go-go's, mm-hmm. you know, type stuff. And you kind of took it, you know, a different step, went some different ways with the Dracula that we showed, the black and white one and all that. Are you starting to see when you go to contests and stuff, more people mimicking this paint style? I don't want to say copying, but but you know, mimicking this paint style to where they're saying, hey, this looks really cool. Are you starting to see it more? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit here and there. You know, it's, How do you uh, feel about that? Does it, does it bother you? Like, are you saying, oh man, just do your own thing. This is my thing. Or <laughs> you look at it and say, oh, that's cool. You know, uh, you right. know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Well, you know, I've been asked, I've been asked numerous times to do a, a painting class on painting, like in the, you know, technical or go-go style. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I want to, I'm, I'm not a selfish artist, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, no, I, I kind of, I kind of worked that and developed that. And I actually did a couple articles on it, but it's just like to do a class, just like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's like something that mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like doing. I like kind of being unique and being, having some of the only pieces out there like that, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it would be like Drew Struzan teaching a whole you know, network of people of how to paint the, do a movie poster for Indiana Jones. Right. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It's just for, for me. I, I mean, since I'm so much in, I've been into the miniature stuff forever. This is stuff that I've been seeing forever that I have. Like, I'm like, Oh man, if garage kids guys would just do this, they, if someone would right. just kind of pick up this right. light source thing where they're just, when they have a, a space Marine with a plasma rifle and that glow is on the guy's armor. Right. It's like, why isn't anyone doing this? Why aren't we trying this on the larger scale stuff? And then, yeah, I, I never understood that. I never understood yeah. either. And then I'd get like our, our like garage kit community. And they ask me, it's like, how'd you come up with that? I'm like, it's lighting. It's, it's everyone. I mean, and it's been, it's been done for years. And if you look at like, all the military stuff and all that, it's like, I saw it was a forum post somewhere, not a forum post. It was on a message board somewhere and a garage kit guy had posted like they're typical. It's just, it was a good paint job. It wasn't anything wrong, but it was your typical garage kit paint job. Mm-hmm. And they all said it looked like a toy. They're like, this just looks like a toy. There's nothing to it. There's no lighting. Wow. Like there's nothing like, and I saw what they were talking about because they mm-hmm. didn't like, there was no light source in that picture. It was just their regular shading. And it just looked simple compared to right. like, just take this Gary Oldman. Like if you look at that face, I mean, how can you go back to your normal <laughs> of just of just <laughs> shading of pastels right. and it, it's it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. Um yeah, I yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> thanks for sharing all these. I really appreciate hey, it. No I really problem, appreciate man. coming on for that. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. You got some stuff coming up, something huge and new that you want to talk about that we just found out about this past week, I think. Right. Um, this is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, an invite. I'm like, what the hell is this? They're, they're <laughs> finally inviting me to the to the right yeah i know it's like i never get invited up there you know, that's what I it was. <laughs> i'm surprised you got invited anywhere uh, except for you know you know you're Cipriano always welcome scott goes, if you want to stop by. You're always but welcome, you, know, wait, you know what let's stop right there i i think you and i have a similar you said you went you went to one your first wonderfest you went alone right or something yeah. like that and you didn't yep. know anybody and it's hard I, it wasn't a fun, you know what it wasn't a fun time my no, first one yeah not at all I was like, I, so I got there, I, I flew down there from Chicago. I flew down cause I didn't want to drive by myself and whatever. I was like, you know, so I flew down, I get to the, you know, I get there and all that. I don't know a soul. I don't know anybody there. Right. Yeah. And then the whole lizard lounge things happening on the Friday night, you know, and it's like, Oh, so I went down there and mingled and tried to talk to people. And it's like, no one wanted to give me, you know, any chance at all. It was weird. It was really weird. <laughs> It is, and I could see little clicks, little groups of these guys and these guys, and I'm like, okay. And I didn't know where I fell with what group because I didn't know anybody. So, right. But it was weird. And then, so, so that night, uh, you know, Lizard Lounge, everyone's kind of around. On Saturday, the show happens, and then Saturday night, there's like no one. <laughs> everyone disappeared, you know. <laughs> and it's like, and I don't know anybody, so I'm like, okay. So I'm up in my room on Saturday night, like at eight o'clock, you know, and I'm like eating dinner in my room by myself. And I'm like, well, I don't know about this. Right. And I call my wife and I'm like, I don't know. It's just like, they're so weird. It's just all these little clicks and no one wants to give me the time of day. I'm like, I don't you know. I don't know what the deal is. It's just weird. Um, and she's like, no, just stick with it. You know, it's just have fun. Do, you know, do your thing. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then yeah, I started. You got a room full of her friends drinking wine. Right. <laughs> stay there. Don't come home. Just stay there. <laughs> Probably, yeah, right. Um, but you know, and then when people started to see my work, you know, I had brought a couple pieces that year, and uh, it wasn't my best stuff. It was you no, know, I just it was like my third, second, third piece I ever painted, probably, right? Um, but you know, as soon as people started seeing my work, then people started asking me about it, and then and then it started to kind of open up, and but it wasn't until like. No, the end of the second into the third year that I could try to like, I started like hanging out with a group and, you know, um, that was, you know, with, uh, with Mark Van Tyne and, you know, John Diaz and Saul and that whole group and that they welcomed me in. So it was kind of cool. You know, it was different though, being the Midwest guy with all the, the, uh, Isn't New York it? guys. It's so that tough. Was different. You know? It's so hard. So, those people, man, those East Coast. <laughs> they just, I better learn how to I just and I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, be from the Midwest. Sorry, I'm not not, not good at that. You have to learn how to. Bust <laughs> but man, they 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 do enough people. on their own. Man, yeah. holy cow! <laughs> it's but, different. It's so different. It's amazing yeah. how different the the parts of the country where people are from and how it's right. It's weird. Um, well, what, what's amazing to me is, see, the first year I went, I went with a friend. Second year I went, I went with a friend that I'd known from collecting Aurora kits and stuff for years. And then um, I ended up on the whole gremlins thing. So there were chats and stuff. Right. So right away you were meeting people that you've been talking to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that I ever went through that awkward stage 
Yeah. You know, I don't think I, I found out about the clubhouse until I like after I started going to Wonderfest. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the clubhouse either. So that and probably would have my story is kind of similar. I went the first the first two two years I went with a friend, but we had been on the Gremlins page, so we knew. But me being Mr. Social Anxiety and being afraid to talk to people and go up and just say hi or or just yeah. I just don't have that part of my brain to where it's hard for me to just start conversations in person. This I'm fine. But right. and it's weird. Um, so that first, I'm kind of the same way, Jason, I'm kind of the same way too. It's just like, but I think the older I get, the more I don't care. Yeah. And And that's kind of, yeah, I need, no, it's like, Hey, you don't want to talk to me. Then you don't, you do, you do cool. And I was like, no, see, and the older I get, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I don't (laughs) want to talk to me. Get away from me. Yeah. You know, you're right. That's kind of where I'm at. We're we're walking through Wonderfest last year and everyone's stopping us. Hey, you're the model club guys. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> because it was just, it was, it was weird, it's you know, strange. Yeah. And, and I certainly appreciated all the kind oh, yeah. things that everyone said. And... Mm-hmm. But for me, that first year we went and I knew all the people's names and faces, I, but I was still afraid to talk to them. I'm like, right. oh, there's Larry Brackney. Oh, there's, there's Terry Webb. What do I say? I won't say anything. I'll just buy something from his table and walk away. <laughs> and then when I got home online, I'm like, okay, hey guys, I saw you guys. They're like, why didn't you say hi? I'm like, oh crap. But anyway, so you <laughs> met, so this leads into what you have going on, the sweet life. Right. What, how so does this, what happened? How did that, well, the, well, the sweet life started, you know, because when they did the renovations in the hotel and, you know, hanging out at night and stuff and then the hotel and the bar and stuff. And, you know, the bar was just, the new bar is horrible. And, you know, so it's, it's like horrible. trying to find, well, where are we going to hang out? So um, my buddy, George Ganser said, she goes, he goes, man, I, I stay at this, these hotel chain all the time with business. And then I've got, you know, points at the wazoo. Let's use some. I'm like, cool. So let's get a suite. So we ended up getting a small suite. It was like one bedroom with, you know, a little like living room. That was the first year. And it was kind of a trial run for us. And uh, it worked out great. You know, it was nice. We just kind of mentioned to people, hey, we're, you know, come, come stop by. We're in sweet, blah, blah, blah. You know, so people would stop by and we just kind of hang out and instead of being down in the lobby, like roaming, where'd everybody go and try to find everybody? Because everyone just, you know, disappears yeah. in their own areas of the hotel or whatever. And you don't know where anybody's at. So that was kind of nice because we kind of had a base and we were just kind of like, and then the next year we got a the bigger one and that's the one we've been in. And believe it or not, we've been in that for 10 years now. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And you know, we just, there's, you know, like five, six of us and we just kind of all pitch in and uh, we go and make a you know run to the liquor barn and, you know, stock <laughs> up and, you know, people stop by and, you know, we just kind of hang barn. out. That's one of my favorite names of a store. L- liquor, liquor barn. Yeah. Liquor barn. <laughs> Yeah, cock sure. smokers. Cock smokers is still cock my smokers favorite. Cock smokers is good too. Cock smokers is good too. <laughs> you know what? It bummed me out though that the liquor barn isn't a barn. It's like a big. It's a building. It doesn't look like a barn. There's I a liquor barn here like in Chicago barn. Heights, right by my house. I'm oh, sure really? There is. There is a, yeah, and it's a barn. Well, it's closed now. It used to be a barn. It used oh. to be. It's now a clothing store. So, so, so we anyway we we decided you know to do the the sweet life, the sweet, and everyone always called it the sweet life. So, um, so flash forward. COVID hits, we can't do, can't do Wonderfest. What are we going to do? George is like, hey, my wife has a Zoom account. Let's Zoom, let's chat. I'm like, 
that sounds cool. Why not? Right. So we started up during when the lockdown started, mm-hmm. we started doing every Saturday night for two hours on Saturday nights. Cause we weren't going anywhere. We weren't doing anything. Right. So we would do a two hour chat and with a few like regulars. And then we, didn't, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, stop by, you know, like Steve Rojas would pop in and, um, you know, uh, you know Rick Cantu and Mike Allen. And, you know, we've had Dave Fisher on a few times and, you know, just, Talking the hobby and what have you seen? Our invitations and, apparently got lost. Jason. Sorry, we can't invite everybody. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so we started, and, and then we were talking about new new pieces that were out, were coming out, and what did we see in that? And and um, you know, uh, let's see, Jeff Yeager had come out with the pieces for Blade Runner, and we we're just like we were getting really excited because like, oh, a new something new, yeah, you no, know, not yep. monster, not superhero, not. Wolverine, oh, you know, it's like, still, oh, it's sorry, I'm no. gonna say there's one right there, but it's behind oh. the corner. Um, so we're like, and then when he came out with the first one, and it was like Blade Runner, you know, with uh, it was Harrison Ford, it was like, oh my god, it's like, it was, it was awesome, it was it? And then each piece he came out with it was like, holy crap, they're like, each one in likeness, he nailed them, and it's like, see, it could be done, and they they did really, really well, and we were kind of watching and see how they were doing, and it's like man, that would be so cool to like, like do some other genres. And so then we just started like, that was a topic every, every week. Hey, what'd you, what'd you think about what'd you come up with? Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? You know, something totally off the wall different because you can do it nowadays because, you know, with digital sculpting and stuff, um, it's kind of helped open that up a little bit. And there's a, there's a ton of guys out there sculpting digitally now. And it's like, like, so then we're like, Hey, let's come up with an idea of something and let's do something cool that we would like all like to paint. So we're like, okay. So I came up with the idea, Hey, you know, let's do this. And then we'll have fun painting it. And the next, thing you know, we're like, Oh God, all this stuff that goes into like putting this together. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Holy crap. So luckily there's four of us, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's George Ganser, it's John Allred, Gordon Oberman and myself. And uh, we're calling it sweet life productions. And, uh, you know, we're going to do some pieces that haven't been done and uh, um, try to do them as accurately as possible to the resources that we've got. And, uh, you know, get the best, you know, artisans out there we can to sculpt it and, you know, and print them out and and stuff. And so the first piece we kind of showed, I think everyone kind of knows who it is now. So, um, yeah, we're doing a uh, we're going to be doing a series. And the first one is doc holiday so uh, from tombstone yeah so you know one of our favorite movies that hasn't really been done i think there was no. a one six scale of wyatt and and mm-hmm. and doc a while back but i don't the likenesses were there okay was a, there was also a recently a digital one i saw that wasn't yeah there was a set that just came out there like i think one six and they're kind of yeah. uh looked like the poster art yeah, from the poster yeah. of the four guys walking down the street. Yeah, and so yeah, we're gonna do uh, a series of bus quarter scale, um, and we're gonna we're we're definitely considering doing like a one ninth scale also, kind of, you know, because we know there's a whole market there with all the military painters and yes, there is. The those guys are getting into yep. the fantasy stuff because they're tired of painting yep. the same German gray yep. color too, right? No, it's like they want to. They want some new challenges. Follow George's. Follow George. Yeah, put more smaller stuff out. Stuff coming out. Small and big. Do both. 
Like right. it, it, you'll get both worlds with that. That's awesome. Right. I'm proud of you guys. So, That's fantastic. So we're giving it a shot. See how it yeah. goes. You know, just there's the four of us. It kind of helps because then we're each of us are kind of like handling small parts of it. Right. And you know, make so, so all who together. Gets to paint the prototype. Do we argue that is, about that? That was the big dilemma, right? It's like, okay, you got four painters. So, like, like, did you rock, paper, scissors? I was just going to say, right? <laughs> or all of you paint it and then we all get to pick which one's the best. Well, we're all going to paint it. And, like, okay. I said, you know what, guys? I said, when the castings are ready, the first four are going to each of us at the yeah. same time. And I said, guys, I want to do this. Like, we're going to get online like this Zoom call. And we're going to get the boxes and we're all going to open them at the same time together and get our first, like seeing it in hand. Cause it's so different than obviously, you know, yeah. seeing it on the screen and stuff. And then, you know, guys from printing it out, you're going, Oh my God, look at it. It's cool. It's three-dimensional. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to see it. I want to see it in, <laughs> in size comparison to everything else. And I want to, so, so we're going to do that and then, uh, you know, go from there. Very cool. Good luck with the company. That's great. Thank you. To hear. I, Let me ask you a quick question. Because, you know, we're doing traditional garage kits for a change, so people are going to be happy. But where do you see the worlds colliding? The 3D printing, the 3D yeah. rendering? Um, I mean, there's there's guys resistant to it. There's guys open to it. Yeah. What do you see happening? What I mean, what? I like the um, how much it's opened up the possibilities for a painter like myself, because there's so much more stuff out there now than there ever was. Um, Granted, there's a lot of crap out there, but there's, there's some good stuff and trying to weed through that. It's kind of like trying to weed through deviant art Mm -hmm. where there's 90% crap and 10%. Oh my gods. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it's kind of like that, I think at the moment, but I think as people develop and get, you know, understand the tools better, um, I mean, just like the garage hit hobby, look at back in the nineties, some of how those looked compared yeah. to those in the early two thousands. I mean, night and day different, right? Um, I think you're going to have that. I think, I don't know if I'm going to have a personal printer myself, honestly, I just don't know if I would be able to put that much through. I don't know. I don't know where that, where that's going to go. <laughs> I know the price, uh, the price seems to like, really like come down a lot from when it first started that's for sure pretty it quickly has. too it has. Mm-hmm. I, uh... yeah but that technology is moving so fast it's just like it's like it's like jumping in a moving river right and <laughs> <laughs> well and it's a learning curve and it's not for yeah. everybody um you know I, it tickles we, my tinkering ocd itch if yeah, you have an no, ocd we, problem don't get it we, we no, gonna, our, our friend tony cipriano oh man and every time his printer fucks up, it you I I, I keep telling him we're gonna put a hidden camera in your house because I want to see you blow up. <laughs> and he had an issue yesterday, and he was telling us how uh, how um, he just uh, went on a uh, X-rated tirade <laughs> over it. And, and it'll do said, that'll do it to you. It'll happen. He says, you guys enjoy my suffering, don't you? And I said, <laughs> I know I really I, I enjoy it, but not because I'm happy. Yeah, he does, because he's a jag. But I said, because I want to another him. Chicago word, jag. That's yeah. a Chicago word. Because I, I want to really? Yeah, okay. yeah. No one else says jag. That's a jag. Yeah. Um, but I want to help him. I, I feel bad. And it's just Tony wants to plug and play. And if that's all you want to do, don't buy a 3D printer yeah, because no. it, it, it's, yeah. 
it's a little tweaking and stuff. It'll like suck that. your soul. It, it's it has done. That being my, said, it's not as bad as some people think. Right. You go on some of these forums and you see these guys have these fails. And there was a guy the other day, and I don't know how familiar you are with the process, but his build plate was going down into the vat of resin, stopped about an inch short of the resin. Then you see the UV light come on, and then it raises up. And he's like, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. And it's like, dude, your machine is not calibrated right. It was the first read the directions? directions. I don't know. Okay. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, I'm just dying. (laughs) So, you know, I, I see that. You know, and and this has been my opinion on it. The hardcore garage guys are still going to want resin kits and stuff like that. For a guy like me, I like cartoon stuff. This mm-hmm. has been a godsend for me, right? Because you know, it it's the unexplored garage kit area. You know, like you said, you mm-hmm. guys want to do genres that that haven't been done. There haven't been a ton of cartoon kits either. Right. So I find this guy um, that we help promote here. He's done like. 60 of these things hanna-barbera and what have you and it's like i love them i just keep buying them here mm-hmm. you go here you go it's like stripper <laughs> money here you go and now i'm printing for other people which was big yeah. mistake okay well i think that's half the battle though with having a printer like that like that because i kind of compare it to back like maybe 10 15 years ago when i bought like a photo color printer you mm-hmm. know to print out color on, on photo paper and all that yeah it's like <laughs> You didn't use it often enough to make it like a decent print. You get like two decent prints out of like 20 because you didn't, I didn't use it for three weeks. Or, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, you know. Uh, the the last sure. thing here I want to talk about is your class at Wonderfest with Badger and Blackheart. Uh, how's it going? What's the plan? How, what are you guys doing this year? Oh, we're good. We're doing this really cool piece. Um, and that's, you know what? That's always the challenge too, of like trying to come up with, the piece for the for the class it's like you know what drawn genre do you go with do do you, you know is it a monster what you know is it you know a, a made-up character is it you know what size is it half scale is it full scale is it a wall hanger it's like all these things come into play and it's like it's trying to figure out what george has in the works too you know which one will work and what will work you know he can he get enough castings and so he bounced a couple of things off of us and we were just like, Gordy and I were like, nah, I don't Cause you know what? It's like, what am I going to teach on this piece? Right? Like what, what are the students going to walk away with from the class, you know, from a six hour class doing a certain piece. And it's just like some pieces lend themselves more to um, more techniques and more things you can show than others. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we settled on this half scale bust of uh death dealer that george is coming out with and it's like from like here up and it's it's half scale and it's like it's got all the textures the chain mail um you know fur the helmet and the cool thing about it it comes with this really what george said really easy to put in led red leds for the lights a little light kit that comes with it so I'm anxious to see that and how that's going to work. But yeah, it sounds cool though. But, uh, nice. but yeah, so the cutouts and the helmet are going to glow red from a little LEDs inside the head. Very so, cool. If people want to cool. take the class, who do they get a hold of? How do they sign up? Uh, they get a hold of, uh, 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 oh, I don't have his email with, on, on here, but uh, uh, George Stevenson. Um, you can get a hold of him on uh, Blackheart's Enterprises website, I believe. Okay. I'll put all that up. Yeah, we'll put it up. Okay. We'll put all that cool. up. 
but uh but yeah it's sponsored by uh by ken from badger and uh blackheart enterprises with george and uh it's a fun class you know i've been doing it geez i kind of lost track of how many years i've been doing it now i feel very fortunate i like i love doing the class yeah um uh, I know you're a teacher. That's what you do. That's, that's yeah. your, your gig. I've, the, I just, I've taught the class for Terry a couple of times and I love doing mm-hmm. it. It's just, like, I can't get down on Fridays early enough because of work sometimes. Yeah. And it's, but it's, it's, I, I love just like um, seeing that light bulb go on yeah. and it's just like, you know, it's like, and, and just working with different students at different skill levels too. That's mm-hmm. the challenge too, is like, you know, I have like 15 to 20 students in the class and you might have two or three newbies who've never even touched an airbrush before. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay, we got to, you know, cause you got to help them yeah. set up and show them how to use it and everything. And then you get a few more skilled and a lot of like that are in the middle, but I just kind of like work my way around the class and show them different techniques on the piece. And, you know, and this piece is going to have be fun. It's going to have some, uh, some metal areas in that. And uh, I guess the Steinal res comes in a silver. Oh, primer silver primer and there's a there's a bronze color so we're gonna put those to work i think and i'm gonna then, have uh, to pick some of those up but you know <laughs> here we are and i seriously thank you so much for coming on this has been great um thanks for having me if, if people want to get a hold of you for anything best way to reach you do you not want people to get a hold of you <laughs> Is it? i'm no, i'm, I'm on uh i'm on facebook i have a you know an art page on there and okay. You can find me all over on Facebook. Um, you can find us at uh, uh, Sweet Life Productions. Uh, you know, we just started up a page yeah. over on, on Facebook and that, and we're going to be announcing upcoming projects and up, you know, and showing teasers and stuff, and uh, you know, try to try to grow that a little bit. And just you know, it, it's not that we don't like what's out there. It's just we wanted to try to come up with some stuff on our own and we, the things we thought would be cool to do, or you know that other people might not be likely to do, you know, I, that's I how it started. Understand. That's I, how it started. I hate right. to say it, but that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. You know, people did a kit and they said, yeah, but I, but I, I, I think a lot of like other producers kid. look at you going, Oh, great. I got more competition, but it's like, you know what? I kind of think, you know, a little competition's not bad sometimes and it ups your game. Uh, right? I think that's what the hobby needs is competition I, at this point. I want to really. see more because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much of us you watch because you can only take so much. Um, <laughs> but you know, we've really ventured off into the 3D stuff a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and so th- this will be a refreshing, you know, we're back to normal, later, <laughs> later, right. back to normal type thing. Well, well our first piece is it's it was digitally sculpted, which was cool because then we can do that one ninth scale version of it and quarter scale. We initially wanted a quarter, but I was like, no, we got to do a small one, too, because, right. you know, I know that people are going to like that, you know, especially with how cool this one looks. You know, so I'm like, we yeah. got to do it. You know, and we've already paid for the file. We've already paid for the sculpt. It's like, yeah. hello. Another argument <laughs> I have. Smaller. <laughs> another argument I have with people all the time. You have yeah. the sculpt. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember, I did that big King Kong. The first thing I did is cut a bust out of it and say, right. okay, here, make a bust too. Okay. Uh, supplement it a little bit. You know, right. like you said you have the file already. Um, yep. Go ahead and do it. So, and as far as competition, you know, we, I don't want to say we beg, but we, 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 we constantly ask people send us stuff in. We're not asking for kits, send us photos. Mm. Okay. Um, kits means we have to give them away. When we have to give them away, they send them to Jason. Jason's got to pay for postage. 
we love giving oh, stuff yeah. away okay but what we're asking for when we ask for stuff is you know show us what's coming okay if you want to send a kid our way for a giveaway more power to you we're, definitely we're gonna, we will we're gonna do it you know but yeah. but you know the thing is we're not getting a lot of people submitting stuff to us so mm. we're kind of branching off into the 3d stuff because that's where a bunch of stuff is and that's cool i so hey, I'm, 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 glad glad seen almost... I'm glad you guys are here doing it so yeah that's cool no i, I think i've seen almost every episode you guys have done oh, I, I enjoy sorry. it i actually put I'm it on so while sorry. painting <laughs> No, I put it on wall painting, and then when you start showing stuff, I kind of look up and go, "Okay." Yeah. And otherwise, well, that's, I gotta, that's I gotta, good. And I we have talked about this before. That was the original intent. It was all audio. Yeah. I was like, "Just listen to it while you're working." Mm -hmm. But then they talked me in the video. So, but it's a but it's a visual hobby, so it's yeah. it's great yeah. that you that it is is video sure. too, and that you could show stuff and that that's cool. We need to do like those old film strips in school where it'll be when there's a picture, oh. <laughs> then you can look up and say, hey, "Yeah, out. okay." Shut up, Scott. Someone will want me to do that for real. I don't want to edit pizza. Oh my god. Oh my right? god, shut up. We're not doing that. No, no one asked idea. for it. What a great All idea. Right. Huh? No, oh. it's a terrible idea. All right. Thanks, Jeff. You're the best. Um, we'll see Thanks, you at Wonderfest. And when you're when you got something to show, again, send those pictures in. We'll share them anytime. Good luck with Sweet will. Life Productions. Yeah. Give our best. You guys want to if, if you want to come on and do a thank you, you know, 10 minute, hey, here's our new piece. Yeah, you know, we, we'll do that too. You know, okay. not show, anytime. you know, but uh, cool. Definitely, thanks for coming on. Not uh, that Gordon cool. guy though. He sucks. I don't want him on. That Gordon guy. He's gonna flex. <laughs> he's gonna flex. He can't. Come yeah, he'll show us his muscles. And I'm I don't like, want to hey. see those muscles. So, uh, Gordy's a good guy. Yeah, come no, on, I'm just kidding. No, we like. <laughs> great. All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Thanks, All guys. Right. Bye, man. All right. All right, Scott. That was awesome some great stuff in there yeah that uh oldham dracula is just it's nuts it's it, nuts it's nuts the gandalf the carrie fisher i i all of it really i, um, I, I and i i want people to be I, if i if anyone takes anything away from this be inspired try new things try and paint considering your light source it's it i man it's humbling to see that stuff it really is. Yeah, it is. And so many different kind of styles going in there, you know. Yep. Um, the one Dracula was amazing. Well, you know, all the Draculas are amazing, but the Bella Lugosi yeah, black, uh, and, black and white was amazing. Yep. So unbelievable. Well done. And thanks for joining us. And they got a kid company, Sweet Life Productions. Good luck to them with that. I, we wish them the best, and I can't wait to see what they have. And bringing that stuff out to us so awesome awesome work guys emails and corrections and voicemails we have no voicemails it's because brian clark's afraid of me <laughs> we have no voicemails we have some emails and i'm going to try and get through some of these and do you want to handle phil kupka's email sure go ahead hey, you want me to do it now yeah all right Hold on. Hello, boys. I heard from Rob Madison. He will probably not be producing any future episodes of Monster Model Review. He decided that after working with video, which includes at his regular job for so many years, he wants to pursue his other interests. So I'm going to stop right here, which we've seen posted on Facebook. Rob's making masks and stuff like that. Um, I did talk to Rob. 
and and it's not that Rob's stopping. Um, it's more that the episodes will be really spread out if he does it. You know, maybe one a year. Who knows? You know, but it is true. He's got other things going on, and and it's just not a going to be a primary focus for him. Is the way I understood it. And he's got we'll some great Rob. stuff going on with those masks and all yeah. the other stuff. He's we'll have Rob on again soon because Rob's always great to have on. Um, so like Rob, many of us want to start focusing on things we have really wanted to get to. Myself, I no longer build commission work for other people. Instead, I'm concentrating on chiseling away on my oversized stash of model kits. I've been blessed with the opportunity of working with Rob on a few past episodes of Monster Model Review and what fun I had doing it. Rob is such a pleasant individual and has so many talents. Thanks, Rob. Who knows? Maybe someday he'll get the bug to do a few more episodes. We can only hope. I think we're going to see, I, I talked to Rob and I think we're going to see some more episodes. So let's not panic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. But, um, but I want to see Rob do his own stuff. Like, you know, he's been no, doing he, so much. None of us are getting younger you and, know? and promoting it. And man, I don't think I want to do this show when I'm 50 some years old. Oh wait, you are. Never mind. <laughs> no money. Uh, um, yeah. all right. The rest of Phil's letter. Now concerning episode 39 of Model Club TV. Great interview with Todd and Mike. Those are a couple of hardworking, talented guys. One topic that was discussed was hybrid modeling, using both 3D printed and on-hand sculpting and producing a figure kit. I had the pleasure of building one of, if not the first, hybrid figure kit. Again, working with Rob Madison, who 3D designed Maddie the Mad Modeler. Rob sent picture of Maddie to Todd. And after Todd molded and cast the pieces, he sent Phil some 3D pieces and Rob produced, um, or 3D pieces. Not so easy, is it? Uh, 3D pieces of the Maddie and the mini me Maddie, along with the resin castings of the rest of the kit to me. I documented the building of the kit and Rob produced that for an episode 198 of Monster Model Review. The Maddie kit is available from Escape Hatch Hobbies, but now you will get all the pieces cast in resin. And um, it is available, and it's a fun kit, and uh, I think they've done okay with it. So, and I was talking to Rob the other day, and he was just really happy that Todd picked it up. And um, you know, every once in a while, he gets he gets a check, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm hoping there is a resurgence of B movie monster full figure kits. Escape Hatch has recently issued a Joe Ladotti sculpt of Marty the Mutant, Paul Blaisdell's creation from the movie Day the World Ended. Okay, I can honestly say, never seen Day the World Ended. How many Blaisdell fans out there that have built the figures that have been produced of Paul's monsters? We are still waiting for someone to produce figures of Voodoo Woman, the ghost of Dragstrip Hollow, and a bust of the umbrella creature killing the doctor from the original Not of This Earth. I would gladly sculpt bases for those kits for free if someone produces one of those, or all of those figures, hopefully one six scale. Check with George of Blackheart or Vince of Saturn about the bases he sculpted for them. Message him on Facebook or contact Smiling Scott Johansson. That's me. For Phil's contact info. One last item regarding... Episode 39. It was great seeing new faces have submitted photos in the listeners' gallery. 
I know there are many more talented model builders out there. We want to see your stuff. I'd better stop Phil. And Phil also sent us some photos. Yep, we'll be in there. Um, for the gallery. And I want to say, speaking of B-movie monsters, this last week on Spenguli was um, It Came From Outer Space. Oh, yeah, I have it recorded. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> and I've never seen that movie. I okay. know what the creature looks like, yeah. and I've never seen the movie. <clears throat> cool. I'll probably never watch it again, but it was yeah. fun. It was a fun, you know, that's the nice thing about the Spenguli is, um, you know, he shows those and I kind of keep them on sometimes for noise while I'm mm -hmm. doing something here at the desk or something. And uh, that particular one I had never seen before. So, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Spenguli is good. As far as Bee Monster, I mean, how many, I, uh, I'm not going to say it. And Phil, I did, uh, you know, Phil sent me that it for Christmas that you had sent to him, mm -hmm. and uh, I did print it for him, and uh, he got them yesterday, I believe. Okay, good. And um, so he was happy to get that. And uh, good. Diane and Phil's dog Cooper, I put a little hello to them on the flap, so they liked to see that too. <laughs> Diane's right. the one that turns her tacos like fifty times or something before she eats them. So didn't we show that video? Yeah, so, we yeah. did. We did. All right. All right. Hello, gentlemen. This is from Dan Cherney, one of our winners today. Uh, I have two emails from him. Both important. Hello, gentlemen. I have finally caught myself up to date in watching every episode of the show. And not only did it keep me entertained, but it was interesting to watch the metamorphosis of your broadcast in sped up time. Seeing a year plus condensed into a month was really interesting. Can you? Fucking believe he watched all of these stupid things in a month. That poor guy. Oh my god. I watched as I saw we model club trivia, like episode fifty, and and have someone that's watched every episode. I would not get him right. Model There's club no trivia. Get him right. Model club Jeopardy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. That'd be okay. If someone wants to do that and write questions and. Oh, Ask us the questions. I think that would be even funnier. That would be funny because I would have no <laughs> would idea what the hell I either. said half the time because I, I don't even watch them nine times out of ten. I, know. I go uh, to the end to see the gallery, and I go to see if you put an extra at the very end, yeah. and that's probably it. Okay, <laughs> good to oh. know. Uh, as I watched, I saw glimpses of Wonderfish, Wonderfish, Wonderfest, which I have never had the opportunity to visit yet. I also looked at your subscriber numbers and listened to Terry talk about subscribers to AFM. AFM. Of course, I thought about the dilemma that younger modelers do not seem to be filling up the ranks of those of us more senior modelers. So I started to wonder if we define a serious modeler as a person who has 25 kids or more and at least visits their collection or work table once a week, how many of us are there in numbers? 500? 1,000? 5,000? More? Less? I, I, yeah, dude, I, I'm thinking that number is between uh, on those perimeters. Okay. I'm, I'm not, we are not counting miniature people, strictly the garage kit people, garage okay. kit guys. And again, and based girls. on those numbers and I'm not counting sci-fi kit guys either. Nope. I'm okay, talking so on those numbers, I'm talking garage kit, figure kit guys. Yep. My estimate i my estimation my estimation jesus i did have a stroke um 
my estimation would be between 500 and 1,000. That's so where I'm going to go 750. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And maybe we're way off. Maybe there's way more. I okay. I really don't think so. Now, you I, might have some crossover guys mm -hmm. that are, you know, figure kits and hardware and, um, you know. Because I know what AFM's numbers were when they went. And, yeah. when, when they went to just digital and it was right around there. It wasn't much different for subscribers, not magazines sold, but people who actually subscribe to the magazine, which scares me in terms of us needing a thousand subscribers to ever make any money off this stupid podcast. Um, not that we're looking to make money, but it'd be nice to be able to buy new cameras for Scott <laughs> with some of that stuff. Maybe we'll set up a Patreon for the show. Um, but fundraiser fundraiser yeah. something we could do patreon well yeah. we could have, yeah. you know what maybe we should think about that send us a dollar a month i don't know anyway I, i'm right there with you i think it's not there's not a lot of them and it's less every day although i think with the 3d printing that number is growing if we start counting those people there's a lot so we got to reach out to those people we got to do some crossover if you see, if you know a guy that only knows about 3d printing, show him garage kits, show garage kits, guys, 3ds printing. It's, it's gonna, that's the only way we're going to grow and to get that stuff going. Uh, the days of getting B movie monster kits like Phil wants, those days are going to be few and far between at this point, I think, because there's not an audience for it. It's just, it's tough. I think your best bet like for Phil would be hiring a sculptor and having someone print it. If you want that. That's the, I think that's the only way you're going to get some of that stuff at this point. There's just not, there's nowhere, there's no money in it for a garage kid company. So it's tough. It's tough. Uh, the two of you have been to enough cons and talked to enough of the publishers and shakers and movers in the industry really take a really educated guess at what this number might be. So for each of you to ask using the parameters I mentioned and what makes a serious mother, how many of us are there really? And I want to put that question to everybody in the comments. Let us know. How many do you think? Do you agree? More or less? How many are there? Like, how many? So his second email, hello, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I fully realize that between the two of you, there is a love-hate relationship with the film director, Peter Jack. But beyond his film credits, he really is an avid figure modeler and possibly the king of all collectors. I realize the chances are slim side, but it never hurts to ask for an interview Imagine an interview and tour of his collection. And he's gave me his address in New Zealand to write him a letter to try and get him to come on. Scott, I've been warning you. One of these days, you're going to turn that camera on. He's going to be sitting there. And we're going to have a discussion. It'll be a good one, though. From Ed Riley. Hey, Jason. It'll be a long one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you think our episodes are long now? Wait till we get Peter Jackson out here. Okay. All right. From Ed Riley. Hey, Jason, I hope all is well. And I'm glad you're feeling better. And I want to say thank you to everybody who sent condolences to Jamie and, and the family. I it, it truly appreciate it. And thank you. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to Jamie. And, and seriously, thank you. Um, I want to thank you again for printing the belly kit for me. I haven't got to it yet. It's in the queue, which brings me to my next thought. I have been on a tear with 3D printing. Thanks to you and Scott. Chakamoka recommended using Michael Nicola for printing kits, and he has been nonstop printing for me. I want to thank you guys for mentioning that on the show. 
He has a great cust- he has great customer service and a fast delivery time, as well as extremely reasonable rates. Any chance you may get him on the show to discuss the business of 3D printing? It would be an interesting to see how costs are determined and what capabilities in terms of sizes and complexities are both now and in the future. Just a thought. Absolutely. I'd love to have him on. Uh, many other reason for the, my other reason for this email is to get your thoughts on the following regarding 3D printed kits and model shows. Of course, there will be an increase in entries at the shows in the future, but will there be an issue with the origins of those kits? Are the contests going to have to determine a policy similar to no recast policy, or do you see that as not being a problem? I would like to hear you and Scott's take on this since you're always talking about the ethics or purchasing files from the producers and supporting them, but I'm not sure how, they, how that would work, how you would handle this situation. As always, best wishes and keep up the great work you're doing. Thanks, Ed Riley. Um, entries at the show. I don't think, like, once something's painted, who the hell knows? You're not going to ever know nope. in a contest where, like, even a recast, you're rarely going to be able to tell where it came from or who did it. Right, because just for an example, and, and unfortunately, I hope I don't give any thieves or unethical bastards any ideas, <laughs> but if I buy a file and I give that file to Jason, and he prints it, and I print it. Guess what? You're not going to be able to tell. Once it's sanded, primed, painted, you're not going to be able to tell, was it the original file? Was it a copy of the file? Uh, that's that's one of the downfalls. That's why a lot of guys don't want to sell their files, is because there's a, unethical people that will do that. Yeah. Okay? Jason showed that Batman bust. It was $6.30. Okay? Now, it's going to cost you that six. I go, yeah. that, like, that's on. pretty cool. Okay. Now, I could beg Jason and say, hey, man, send me that file. I want to print that. Okay. But you know what? It's $6.30. I'm going to support the artist and I'm going to buy it. And the artist so will it, make more things and not go away. Make more things and they won't go away. And that's the idea of it. Okay. Um, that's why you don't share. That's why you don't, yeah. you know. And it's a great Batman. Like, come and, on. and so what do I look to see? Um, what I do look to see is, and I'm working on them, people. I'm working on them. But I, I, I'm looking to see what I think you'll see is, guys, I'll throw his name out there again because he's a friend of ours, Tony Cipriano. And I look at Tony has talked about maybe letting one of us print for him and then sell kits at the show. And yeah, he'll get money for the STL and we'll get money for printing it. Okay. No one's going to get rich. Just like garage kits. No one's going to get rich, but at least the stuff's going to be out there. Right. People are going to so get their stuff. We're, we're trying. So I, I've yeah. got, we've got a couple logs in the fire. Let's see what's going on with that. I'm going to segue really quickly into the, to the, let everyone know that Model Club TV will have a table at Wonderfest. And I believe we are going to be next to our good friend Mark Worthling at Pestilence Labs. Dude, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> so, the shit yeah, we show, talked about it. I, I shows I, coming to a show near you. Dude, we've so. been going to Wonderfest the same amount of years. How many years in a row is this? 
So be well, we skipped COVID, obviously. Skip COVID. That doesn't count. So how many years in a row? Oh, so this will be let's see. Since my 95. first show was 95. 2000. <laughs> so this will be what is this? 22? Maybe 27. This will be my 26th in a row. Yeah. So 26 in a row for both of us. Okay. I, you've had a table before. I've never had a table before. I've helped at people's tables. This feels weird. It feels official for me and it's weird. So I have to get a banner for the table. I have to get, uh, it's, I don't know. We're going to find some stuff to sell. It's going to be a garage sale at our table. So I know I'm going to drag out about a bunch of stuff from my pile and, and bring it to sell. I'm going to have a bunch of hobby Japans for sale. Cheap. If you would like some hobby Japans, um, I know Scott's going to bring some stuff. I have some stuff that I did license print wise. I'll have that agent Carter. I know Scott's going to have some things, so we'll see. Come by and stop and say hello. Um, we'll have more about that when it gets closer, but yeah, that's big news. That's weird. That's mm-hmm. weird. And we've talked about maybe doing something live from there. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I audio wise. So I think maybe, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll do something. We'll figure it out. Maybe we can get some quick interviews, go yeah. around the room, um, that type of thing. Who knows? We'll see what we can do. Yep. Um, like I was saying before, Chuck Amoka just sends me stuff. He sent me this King Kong Cola. Check it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All That's right. pretty cool. And finally tonight, today, whenever you're watching this, uh, we got, I, uh, cause I mentioned, send your pet pictures in. We got some pet pictures this time and I'm going to do these real quick instead of doing them in the gallery at the end. CG blades sent in pictures of bullet and cyber. Those are the two cats playing together. And then Mr. Mittens who had passed away. Oh, there. look at Mr. So, Mittens. Mr. What a cutie. Um, I'm going to say, so not that I have any room to talk. Uh, your cats are well fed, my friend. Oh, that is a. F- I okay. just noticed. Jesus Christ, that's a fat cat. <laughs> I fat I once owned a twenty six pound cat. This oh is no shit. And oh I remember taking it to the uh, vet, and he was a gray and gray and black striped tabby, and he was just big. And I had him draped over my shoulder, and there were a couple uh, good old boys there at the vet. And this guy looked at me and he says, God damn, is that a bobcat? Because this cat was so big. And uh, the best story I have about that cat is I was sitting on the other side of the wall. And this was uh, when, back when I was married. So I had a little den there. And I was sitting in a lazy boy watching TV. And I hear, ba-bam, into the wall. And I'm like, what the fuck is this cat doing now, right? And I go out there, and here he is sitting, you know, like cats do, sitting there, and his tail's boom, boom, boom. Anybody that knows cat body language knows that he's pissed, okay? And he's staring up, and anybody else that knows cat body language knows when their eyes are fucking dilated like crazy, they're focused on something. So I turned the light on, there's a centipede on the wall about this big. (laughs) He jumped (laughs) up to try to get, and bam, into the wall. So 26 pounds into the wall is pretty crazy. So we have the exact opposite here with Roy Kirchhoff's cat, Uh, Mr. Pink. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I bet it is. Dude, I can't even, like, when he sent this, 
I want his cat. And I hate cats. I want this cat. First of all, best name ever. You hear that everybody that has a cat, he hates cats. I, I'm allergic. I can't breathe around cats. You I don't can't. have to hate. No, I, I don't. No, I don't like cats. They stink. They're wa- like right now. Those oh, feet- like your beard smells no, great. Okay. My, I wash it with shampoo. The, look at his cat. His cat's feet were in a litter box digging through shit, and now it's on a stove. I mean, come on. That That's my problem with cats. cleaner than you are. Look at that face, though. That is the most badass cat I've ever seen in my life. And okay. Scott, what's the movie reference? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yay! Good. So, but I mean, look at that. That cat reeks attitude, and I love it. Look how he's got his head cocked. It is mad all the time. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah, he's going to go on the stove or the counter or wherever the fuck he wants. I know. He's like, I, I will say this. Want, we had the pleasure of meeting Roy at Wonderfest last year. Yeah. And uh, they usually say a uh, pet looks like their owner. Uh, Roy looks nothing <laughs> like this. Okay. I'm just going to go on record saying Roy looks nothing like no, this. That's awesome. And then we have uh, Jerry, crazy. Jerry Fraid sent in his dog cash. It cash. It Look is a that. girl. So it, oh, she's a good girl. Oh, a little cutie. Um, well, I don't know. They didn't sculpt a penis on it. So I guess it's a girl. Yeah. It has a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> And then Paul Gill sent his two pet tarantulas, Mushroom and Zara. Well, there you go. Aren't they awesome? Look at that thing. They are awesome. So what's funny about that is. Um, and there's Mark Van Tine. <laughs> oh, I know, but I had to look at the photo again because what I'm looking at. So that's probably Paul's thumb. It's going into Mark's hand. So it's like, hey, what the hell's going on there? You got this arm with a yeah. hand on the end, and then, but now I'm looking at it's Paul's yeah. thumb. And um, I think this picture is really small resolution, so it's going to be hard to see. And so, very cool. I sent in my own pictures. Oh boy! There's Smeagol, my leopard gecko. Smeagol, my leopard gecko. That's great. Isn't he a cutie? I mean, she yeah, is. he's looking at you like, put me the fuck she down right now. She is the best. So How do you know, know it's a she? Uh, I sexed it. I know what it is. I looked up how to do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you sexed it? That's how you have to look. You have to look at their tail and you have to determine the sex. Oh, okay. Well, like snakes. Snakes, if a snake has a short, tubby, uh, stubby but tail. You met something else. That's all I'm saying. I Shorts. was like, <laughs> no. A short stubby Who tail on a that? snake no, is, uh, is a female. Long, long pointy tails are males. But on lizards, it depends on where the eggs come out. But this is, this is Smeagol. She's the best. And that brings us to the end of the show, Scott. How come my dog don't get a picture? You didn't send it in. That's because my dog is a fanny. <laughs> uh, did we solve all the world's problems? I think so, this episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again, Jeff for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate it. Great stuff. Install our kit donors and kit donors. Uh, or, yep. Everybody. We for, will. This is a weird month because February is short. We're going to try and get this uh, next episode out. It's going to come quicker than we want, but we'll get yeah, Jason's got a big Valentine's day date with his Smeagol and uh, <laughs> he's going to sex her again. So. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great week. Have a got great him. couple of weeks. We'll see you. Oh, the gallery. We're going to have the gallery has got some stuff. Thank God for that.
<laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs>